this might be what I need to bus. I mean, it's, it's, mo- it's like when your mom gives you a bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> that might, this might be what I just need to bus. <laughs> I'm busing, and it's time getting the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, busing. I'm busing now. Good oh, lord! All right, mm. order. So, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Good. What's the order? We'll get to that. We're live, baby. Oh. Why do you think he was asking how you were? We're He doesn't give a shit about how you actually are. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I need you to fill time. What do you think he's actually interested in your life? Fuck you, dude. Malcolm and I were in the city. In the city? We were in the city. I believe he told me that you guys were um, shopping for records, I guess? Yes, we were shopping for records. Did you find what you were looking for? I did. I found exactly. We went in. Mm -hmm. I knew exactly where, what I wanted. What was it? Um, Harry Styles' first album and Arctic Monkeys, uh, the AM album. The Soundwave looking the one. Sound wave I one. like that one. Yeah. Sounds a good So I got both of those and we just got out. We didn't spend too long there. Hmm. And then we were walking through Chinatown. We went in like two restaurants and Malcolm didn't want anything. And he was the first one. Where did you go? We got, we got there and he was like, oh, you feeling Chinese food? And I said no initially. And then after we were done at the record store, we walked into a few places and he said no to everything. I so. thought I was feeling it, <laughs> but I wasn't. You thought you thought he was feeling it? What? No, he said he was feeling it. <laughs> do you do you know the names of the places um, you were? Yeah, at? I put one of them in my phone. It's over there. It's called like the Ramen Station or something. Mm. That was one of them. It looked pretty good, but um, it's more of a sit down place. We were trying to get something to take out, right? And then we went to the dumpling place. We Which can't one? remember. I can't remember that. Like you suck. By the way, I said uh, you thought he was feeling it. I was trying to do a the ice spice, yeah, yeah, ice spice reference. Yeah, I, I felt like you were, but he like I didn't but think it, anything. But it he wasn't. Said it. it wasn't quite the same line. Yeah. You, if, if you guys hear that weird noise, that's Malcolm's food getting here. Yeah. Malcolm's food is just. The weird. line is. Uh, you thought I was feeling you. I know. Yeah. yeah. Varsh and I. What's the rest of the line? I don't want to say this <laughs> Varsh and I were in the city on Saturday, and we went for dumplings. We went to this place called Mother's Dumplings, okay. which was really good. And then we went down the street to this other place. I forget what it's called. I'll have to ask her. But they had this one deal where it was like six dumplings for four bucks, and yeah. it was soup dumplings. The place we were at was really good. The place we were at was four dumplings for eight bucks. Whoa. That's so stupid. Which place right? were you at? I can't remember the nah, name. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to episode six of Wildly Adequate, the podcast about anything, everything, and usually nothing. No pregnant pauses this week. I am one quarter of your hosting crew. I'm going to cut you off. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> those <laughs> those na- nicknames were cute the first couple times, but I'd like to hope that we cut them out now. <laughs> You'd like to remove the intros? I'd like to remove the intros now, yeah. Okay. But, uh, I, but I, like, I can't be the only one. Like, it has to be a vote. I think it would be a bit much to do it every single episode. But yeah. I do like being the illustrious one. Well, you, you can still be the illustrious I'm fine one. with cutting it out. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with cutting it out. You've been, you've been, you Maddie, you've been undercut. <laughs> no, don't delete them. Why? <laughs> Why delete them? Maddie's crying. Oh, no, he's kidding. <laughs> just, you know, I'm moving them out of the way of my document here. Uh, well, here we go. We're, I we're keeping this in. am one quarter of your hosting crew. Yeah. Mr. Matthew Urso. And I am joined by... Um, Patrick George Michael Fahim. Oh my god! Oh my god! Why did I say my full name? <laughs> Is your middle name? You have two middle names. Yeah, and it's really George Michael. George Michael. Are you fucking kidding me? No. From Arrested Development. George Michael. <laughs> Who anyway. am I thinking of that does? Uh, 
Who am I thinking Sugar. of that does? What's the song? Careless Whisper. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah, it's George Michael. Isn't that George Michael? That's George Michael. But then also yeah. in Arrested Development, like I think his son, his name is George Michael. Like the Bluth family. Like I think the Michael Sarah's character is named George Michael. Oh my god. Not not everybody knows Careless Whisper though. So can you give us a quick it's the one demo? Everybody knows fucking Careless Whisper. Give us a quick demo. Oh no! I don't know if that's helping. I thought you were gonna sing. It goes like this. I'm never gonna dance again. Yeah. We're getting claimed. Uh, We're getting claimed for sure. So what I should have done in the beginning of the nickname that we just cut from the show is I should have called you Patrick Careless Whisper Fahim. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he really should have called you. Anyways, and we're also joined by Mark. That's it. I'm not gonna say my full name. I don't want anyone to pull my IP. Yeah, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have said my full (laughs) name. And last, we're joined by. The man who's on a phone call, apparently. He's not sitting down at the moment. But we're going to cut me saying this out, and then we can edit it back in. Yeah, we can. Honestly, I just I don't want <laughs> us to edit this at all. I just want everyone to know that he was gone. Well, I was just going to let the silence hang. You know, okay, let's like, do and that. We're joined by, okay, so here we go. Yeah. And we're joined by... Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious Very stuff. Good. So good, Malcolm. Good, sir. Thank you, Malcolm. Thank you. That's hilarious. Um... Malcolm has returned to the table, and we're ready to go. Who's starting? I already forget. Um, Patrick is. Me. Uh, and then, oh, my, and then myself, and then Malcolm, and then you. I'm going dead last. What's going on? What happened? Oh, nothing. I'm just saying goodnight to her. Oh, All it's right. nighttime there, huh? Is she enjoying Hungary? Yeah, she is. She said everyone's very rude. Oh. Oh, wow. Apparently Europeans are very rude people. Europeans oh, or, or Hungarians. Hungarians? Yeah. She's in a very specific specific part of Europe. I mean, she said Hungarians are rude, but she says usually Europeans are rude. How does very, she know that? She said they were very rude in Poland, too. Can I ask oh. you? They were very rude in Italy. Oh. I've been waiting to ask you a question, Malcolm. Yeah. How's life been without her right now? Hmm? Careful. <laughs> <laughs> you can be honest. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm a little bit sad that she's gone because I'm so used to seeing her all the time, but I'm more productive. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And so, and, how she does, and she knows that. Yeah. So, how does that balance? So, I know you feel sad that she's gone, but happy that you're productive. So, what is the stronger emotion right now? Like, are, is he saying, are you overall more happy that she's gone or less happy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm less. I'm, I'm. I'm less happy that she's gone. What if he okay. was like? That's the correct Malcolm, answer. What if Malcolm was like, I'm in a state of euphoria right now, <laughs> yeah. that I didn't know was possible. I've never like, seen him this happy. I've never yes. seen him this happy. Uh, you're glowing, Malcolm. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Patrick. Yeah, take, so take us take us away. So for our dedicated listeners, you would know that last week um, I got the rug pulled from under me mm. with regards to my topic, and I still haven't forgiven Mark for doing that but to I, me yet. I, I feel like that term is used when someone's deliberately trying to screw you out of something. Like I didn't mean to. I didn't I, even know. You I were know, but do it's it. more fun to me to think that you did. Like I planned it. Yeah. You planned <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So my topic is uh, food related. Okay. Um, and it feels, I feel kind of bad for Malcolm because I feel like, you know, as we flesh this out a little bit, he's got a burrito bowl sitting right in front of him. And Mark has made it, he's laid down the law and has said that he cannot take any bites. Mm-hmm. So let's see how long he lasts, Malcolm. The choose would be too, um, I think the choose would be too distracting for listeners. Could be, could be. I mean, Maddie would take them out in the end anyways, but. Distracting, no, but nauseating, you know, it's all. Nauseating. Yeah, yeah. Gr- grotesque. Grotesque. <laughs> Abhorrent to the senses. I just feel like if the chewing was consistent, then it would be annoying for Maddie to yeah. have to edit out like oh, twenty no. different. Yeah. You know. Yes, yes, yes. It would be consistent too, because you know. Of course. Anyways, he's got so much. Who, food. E- who eats one meal inconsistently? You know, you got to f- consecutively take bites. Yeah, and th- there's a lot, is what I'm saying. Too. Quite a bit. Yeah. 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 So, just a question for the table. Here we go. I want you guys to get your minds. I want to prime your minds thinking about meats. Mm. All right. And let me set some ground rules here. We're gonna consider because I don't know why. You know, p- some people say meat and fish. 
It's all it's all one. Thank you. Okay? Fish, Thank you. seafood, um, uh, chicken, Beef. steak, lamb, sure. goat, all of the above. I just want you Ox. to know, Patrick, you've never made more sense in your entire life Thank than right you. now when you said fish and meat are the same thing. Thank why you. people separate them is beyond me. It's Continue. Beyond, it's beyond me as well. Can we can we pause it? Why they do that though? Like, what's the idea behind it? Why do they separate it? Do we know? I don't. I, I think know. it's I it's like because even with like religious things where it's like because like I mean I'm certainly not religious but like my family's like culturally Catholic but they don't like like my parents and my brother aren't like you know they're not going to church every Sunday or whatever but yeah. like when it's like a specific thing like it just happened for Easter we're on Good Friday it's like all right no meat like we're doing fish mm. today and I'm always like isn't that the same shit like you still killed an animal and are eating its carcass you like know, what's the yeah, difference yeah but the only difference yeah. I can I can personally see yeah. is that like all other meat is like land based, I guess. And then like fish is the only thing that's like water based. I like guess. They, they live in they live in a different habitat completely. Yeah, but it's like why would that honestly. matter? To I, don't people. I, don't I don't know. I don't I don't think it does, but I think maybe traditionally it did. I guess mm. because of religion like you're saying, like maybe maybe like I don't know. Maybe it's something like fish was the most accessible like of the meats back in the day so that it was like and then so that would make chicken and like steak and stuff or beef like more um, desired, sure. let's say, mm. so that fasting from those things it's means something more yeah. than fish sure. that's always I around. I guess that could be it. All I'm saying is you're making a lot of sense. Thank you. Please go on. Okay. So let's start off our discussion here with what is the best meat? I have my oh answer my right God. away. I have my answer right away as wow. well. Wow. May I start? You may. I absolutely love... Um, like schnitzel, you could call it. Okay. It's like you know, breaded breaded chicken or. Bre- is it is it chicken? No, well, I mean, here's, no, here's yeah. what I'm gonna say. Okay. I love uh, chicken schnitzel. Yeah. Don't mind beef beef schnitzel. Okay. My favorite type of, of schnitzel, or um, I guess you can call it. What do you say? Um, it, even like chicken parm. My favorite version of those things is veal. Yeah. Like ne- veal parm. Yeah. Veal schnitzel. Veal is my favorite type of meat ever. It's okay, so, so it's tender, veal. Hundred percent. Okay. It's so tender. It's so delicious. It has like the, the taste of beef, which is my favorite taste, but it's so much softer and just like fucking falls apart. It's can so we, good. Can we define what veal is for the audience? I believe it's baby cow. I believe it's so a baby so. cow or yeah. a calf, I guess you can call yeah. it. Yeah. Suck it, vegans. Can we can we get a confirmation on that, Mr. Meat Expert? Matty Google it. I, I, I believe so. I mean, I'll do something. Oh. Right. Let's just get a search here. I'm, I'm <laughs> upset that you said believe. I was oh. looking to you as a voice of authority. What is veal? Come on, Google. Veal is the meat of calves. There you go. There yeah, you go, baby, baby cows. cows. Um, right. Delicious. Love it. So tender. So specifically, baby cows. Yes. Yes. That's my favorite. If I had to get like, if I had to get, it's because they're so meal. innocent. I think I like that. I'm taking away the innocence. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, I, honestly, to me, it's just like, oh to me, it's just how tender it is. I'm not a big fan of like dry, chewy meat, and I don't think many people are. But like, also like, you know, Patrick and I are Egyptian, and a lot of Egyptian people, Patrick can attest to this, like well done meat. Yeah. Like they they like their steak well, like really cooked. It's like dry and chewy. It's gross. It is, and I think mm-hmm. that's why I've uh, historically not liked steak because that's how mm-hmm. the way my, my family makes it. Yeah. So that's why I've been like I've been craving like really good meat that falls apart and it's just tender. Mm-hmm. So veal is just like number one to me. Like oh my god. Yeah. Here's and, the thing. And the innocence. Yes. I am with Mark on this. The answer is so obviously beef. Now, no, 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 no. His answer is specifically veal. Do you like adult cows better or do you like the innocent ones? I'm just saying beef. You okay, so you like all of them? Yeah. So okay. veal, veal's under it. Veal's under, veal's under okay. that umbrella. Because if you had to pick a specific one, if you had to pick a, the, the, the daddy cow or the baby cow? <laughs> I would go daddy just because as much as I like veal, I like burgers and steaks and all that stuff and that's more like adult what if there's a veal really i think they're a veal burger i feel sure i bet i bet you there's veal burgers but if you're eating like a big like 
you know, when you're having like a 20 ounce steak. Are there veal steaks? Maybe. I don't, I don't know, know if there's enough. You know, I want to, honestly, this is what I was thinking too. I don't want us to become like a good mythical morning, but we got to, we got to do some episodes. Where, once we get to video, we oh got to like God. do some episodes where we try some food and compare some chicken no? sandwiches. I was just, yeah, I was just showing Malcolm this guy who does like these food reviews. Yeah. And he's just really, he's, he's like, he's silly, but he's like fun to like watch. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, we're going to. Try breakfast foods from all these different breakfast places. Yeah. It's kind of like Good Mythical Morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's pretty fun to watch. The, th- the thing is, it would be fu- I think we would have fun doing it. That's I, the thing, I, I enjoy right? watching it. Like when I, wa- when I eat something, I really enjoy watching a video of like people eating similar things sometimes. <laughs> like if I'm eating a chicken sandwich, I'll be like GMM chicken sandwich video. Yeah. And then I'll watch oh like, God. I'll watch them eat like the Popeye sandwich, KFC, and then they're comparing it. Yeah. And when they take a bite, I take a bite. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> is, that, is that just because you don't want to eat alone? <laughs> I mean, no, not, never, not necessarily. I'm just bored. And yeah. I don't like. I don't like. I, wouldn't, I don't want to sit there in silence and just eat. Like I want to watch something. And then yeah. why not eat? Watch something where people are doing the same activity. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like Maddie's kind of hitting a, a point here. Like you're <laughs> watching a video of people eating as well. So it's like you're not eating alone, kind of thing. Right? I mean, I, do, I guess so. Yeah. I do the same thing as him a lot. Whenever I eat, almost every time I put on Good Mythical Morning, oh, yeah. it has to be. An My brother episode. does the exact same thing. I'm gonna be. Too. I'm gonna be. I haven't done that though in like at least a month or two. Yeah, it's just something every once in a while. I'm just like, you know what? I haven't watched GMM in a while. I'm just gonna throw it on. I'm going to be honest and toss something out there as Malcolm shits himself. We'll get back to the beef thing in a second. Yeah. I have never understood the appeal of Good Mythical Morning's content. Not once. Wow. Never. Can it I does tell you? Why are we making enemies? Nothing. Why do you decide that it's we... It's nothing against them. They're okay. clearly very talented. They've got an infinitely bigger audience than we will ever have. Yeah. But there's just like you guys have definitely put on videos before and like stuff of like, oh, we're trying like a chicken burger from like all these fast food places. I'm like, what is when, the when appeal you, of this? When you I say don't that, give a When shit. you say that, it makes me feel like you don't deeply enjoy eating food. I do, but I because don't care they're to comparing... watch other people eat. You know what it is, Maddie? It's like, to me, it's like watching, uh, some of their content, most of it is like geared towards children or like maybe like teenagers and like, it's just like young, ad- young adults uh, like probably don't enjoy it as much. I think most of their audience is like younger people or that's okay. their demographic. And so their style of comedy doesn't usually make me laugh very much. Like I don't think they're hilarious or anything. Like every once in a while, maybe I let out a chuckle or something. Yeah. But to me, it's more so like that their videos are just very satisfying. Like everything's very organized. Everything looks delicious. Everything's like they're very descriptive and well spoken. Yeah. So it's like interesting to hear their thoughts about certain things. Yeah. But I don't watch it because of like the entertainment of how funny they are. For example, just like how satisfying yeah. it is. I watch it. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. I was gonna say I think they're fun too. Like when they do the food ones from around the world and they use the darts to pinpoint oh, where they think watch. it is. It's yeah. fun. It's all, I, I yeah, love watching and, that. And also, uh, like a b- big majority of their content, a big majority, a majority of their content <laughs> is. Um, comparing foods and sure. it, like, and they try stuff that is not around us sometimes. Or um, they do like really old from like the nineties. Or they do 80s. really old, yeah. So like they try different foods, and then they give their opinion on what's better. And I don't know, it's just entertaining to see what they think is better. Sure. I mean, clearly I'm the odd man out. But you anyways, are. back to the topic at hand. Back to the topic at hand. It's we're gonna, beef. yeah, we're and we're gonna, just so you guys know, we're gonna build on to, um specific dishes mm. in each respective category but yeah, let's hear from malcolm um honestly i love steak i love burgers i love it all but i'm gonna go pork wow that was, wow. My, that was my second i love that pork. can't be your second Ever, it pork, absolutely it's, pork is it's, pork is low on the ring from uh, pork is low on my list it's also low for just me. because like i love bacon bacon's delicious yeah and, apart from that then. and like hot dogs like pork like pork hot dogs mm-hmm. i like but i don't really eat them that often yeah other than that i don't really eat pork and like most of the time, I've tried something that is pork. I just, eh, it's, it's okay. Eh. Bacon and prosciutto alone, yeah, 
make pork like a top contender for me, which mm. is why it's my number two. But why is it your number one? You digress. I digress. I think it's my number one because recently I've been eating a lot of pork belly. When I was in Costa Rica oh, yeah. specifically, I got a pork belly dish because I didn't want to try anything else on the menu. I just wanted to try something new. Yeah. It was so oh, good. Yeah. There was a perfect amount of fat, perfect amount of meat, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't get enough. Yeah, yeah. My mouth's well, water. <laughs> the thing is, is apart from bacon and prosciutto, prosci- prosciutto? Am I saying that right? Prosciutto. 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 Oh, aside from bacon and prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> so pretentious to say like that every time. Um, they're like... There isn't much else going on for the pig, and also it's filthy and haram. So how? Could you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll say though? You? I'm thinking about this now, where I'm I'm talking about the lack of versatility when it comes to pork for me. Yeah. But in that same way, my favorite meat, veal, is not very versatile either. There's not many different veal dishes. You maybe you could make them, but like you don't see them often at all. I think you're not thinking. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll think. <laughs> well, because when, when we come thinking. when we come to what I'm assuming you're going to ask, which is like yeah. you hinted out of like. Based on our favorite meat, what is our favorite dish from that meat? Well, it's something along that. Okay. We can talk about that too, okay, but we'll no, it wasn't that verbatim. But let me say my favorite first sure. here. Um, and I'm going to paint a, uh, a broad stroke here. Take me there. Uh, seafood. Seafood is the best. Most versatile. Nah, um, Malcolm's not happy. He doesn't like seafood. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm hates seafood. But when you think about it, you have all these different kinds of fish. Like you say beef, you have cow. Can I say something? But like seafood, you have all these you different kinds of fish. Calamari, mm-hmm. lobster. I can't say seafood. Is that what you're going to say? You can't say seafood because then that's like a very broad. It is. Like, yeah, I was afraid like, that it would be too like broad. Veal is yeah. very specific. Yeah. Beef is beef is a little bit more broad, but like okay. I would say like if you said fish. Yeah, I was going to say I'll salmon. accept fish because okay. like to me, if you're saying fish, you're saying, you know, salmon, trout, bass, tuna. Like whatever. Why would fish crustaceans? But you're leaving out like shrimp, yeah, crab, like even, lobster. Even in just saying fish, there's an sure, unbelievable you still amount have, of variety. Yeah, you have infinitely more than any of us. But that's yeah. the thing. Whereas like seafood, sure, is maybe a little too broad. Because okay, at sure. that point, like shrimp and like a salmon aren't really the you know same thing. You know, it's like a think? salmon and a tuna. Like, They're you're, more similar. You know what I think? It has to be like the same category of animal. Yeah, it has to be one animal. Like Maddie's is like a cow. Mine is baby cow. Malcolm's... Pig. Pig, yeah. So okay, that, like, that's like, fair. Like a fish. I think that's fair. Right. So if I were to narrow down seafood, I, I guess I would have to just go fish. Like, like, what's your favorite type of fish if you had to pick? Like tilapia, like cod? Mm, what do you like? That's really hard. I mean, I can say the fish I eat the most is salmon. Mm. Love salmon. Um, have you tried candied salmon? But there's salmon? so many. I've never tried candied salmon. It, it, it's like kind of like, it has like a maple syrupy kind of. It's, it's, really? like, a, it's like a candied salmon. With like the same way bacon Sweet, gets candied. Saying. It's like brown sugar. And yeah. It's delicious. Oh, wow. That sounds excellent. Fish might be my third. Oh, it should be it should be first, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised no one said chicken. I'm surprised. Honestly, chicken knowing is a surprise. You guys, me, I thought somebody would have said chicken because all you guys ever second. talk about is chicken. What are you talking about me? I don't talk <laughs> it's about definitely chicken a second for me. You got you get chicken burgers. I never get chicken, but you got every time every time you go to a bar, I get a beef burger and you get chicken. Burger. I usually get a good chicken, but like Patrick's like always, it's like junior chicken. You guys mm. are always like wings, 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 wings. I love wings for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the next. Uh, segment here here we go will. take us there um so let's go to each category because you know we all dabble in each of these categories stuff for malcolm and seafood mm-hmm. let's talk about the best form each meat comes in mm-hmm. so like for example beef could be burger mm-hmm. steak mm-hmm. ground beef i mean i'll just jump right in and say it's yeah. steak for me and as much as i love burgers yeah. and like anything else you could put beef in that's also me including like ground beef and like pasta and stuff yeah Delicious. No. I love it, obviously, but it's steak. What cut? I don't say the best form that it comes in, but yeah. the thing is, a burger 
isn't just the patty like it's the yeah. bun it's the lettuce it's the tomato it's the sauce yeah so, so like, that would be ground really beef com- you can't really compare that to a this steak. is also you can true. you Malcolm's can talking a lot of sense here because yeah. when i say a burger yeah for the meat yeah i'm talking about like the patty yeah i'm talking about the patty like too. if i was eating a patty just by itself yeah compared to a steak it's not even fucking close and even with everything else i still say do steak. i have to do i have to isolate my thing then um, like, do I have to say okay just, let's let's just let's, i think somewhat like if you were like to say like a veal sandwich with like sauce and bread like yeah I think that's fine because the veal is the meat of the thing. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, like a burger, like the patty's obviously the draw, but it's the addition of yeah. the cheese and the sauce sure. and the gravy. What, and what, the I was, fucking... what I was going to say for mine is that like a veal cutlet is my thing. Mm. So whether that be in the form of like a, a veal parmesan mm. or it's like the veal cutlet with the, the sauce, the marinara sauce, the cheese, whatever. Mm. Or if it just is like the cutlet and then you bread it and like egg wash it and then like fry it. Yeah. Like then you have like a, a veal a schnitzel. To me, it's tough, but I'd probably have to say the veal schnitzel. I really like it fried like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's if I had to pick one, I'd pick that. Yeah, but yeah, that's my pick. Fair. For beef, for me, it would be filet mignon mm. or tom or tomahawk steak. Mm. Yeah. How about how about so if you said fish, what would your fish preference like one meal be? Let's let's do beef first, and we'll go around the other meats. Uh, Be- oh, we're all doing beef. We're all doing beef. Oh, right I see. Oh, oh, I thought you meant. I see what you mean. I thought you meant yes. each individual says their own thing. I yeah. see what you're getting. at. Burger, hundred percent burger. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you and I'm like going steak. steak. Yeah, yeah. For beef, I'm burger for burger, sure all day yeah. long. Yeah. And you're filet mignon, Patrick. I'm doing filet mignon. I've never tried one before. They're very. Oh my god! If we go to Raposta, this place I keep talking about, that's in Campbellville. <laughs> I like the they way sell you. I like, the way you s- I like the way you say that. Campbellville. Raposta. Raposta. I don't know. It's spelled like that, but. Malcolm, beef us up. Uh, it's tough. I love We're, burgers. Give us the beef. Give us the beef. But shepherd's pie. <laughs> I don't like shepherd's pie. What the fuck? It's okay. it's pretty good. It's okay. It's just fu- It's like it, it, to me, it seems like a a random like mixture of. I don't know. It's like it doesn't seem like cohesive. What's it's random like, about it? It's just like there's mashed potatoes, right? Yeah. And then you have like vegetables, beef. Yeah, and then you have like vegetables. It just feels like someone just made a couple different things and just mushed it together. I don't oh, know. I just don't like it. But then, but oh, it's okay. all it's all planned out. It's all in order, and then it's cooked. I don't know about planned. <laughs> well, I mean, what about lasagna? They're just throwing all these lasagna, things on some. Lasagna is a classic combination of pasta and beef and sauce. Shepherd's pie is also classic. If we're gonna say lasagna is classic, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Malcolm, go ahead. I'm gonna go burger. As much mm. as I love steak, I get more excited about burgers than what? I do steak. What? And honestly, How? here's the thing with beef, though. Even in like Mexican food, like in tacos and shit or on nachos. Oh, oh carne asada. Carne asada. Mm. Carne asada is the worst taco and Mark can agree to that. Get well, the one that we out. tried, okay, well, I guess. I mean, at, at, uh, at La Carnita. Called? At La Carnita, yeah. But... I mean, no, no, we don't got to drag their name under the mud. Oh, no, no. La Carnita is <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I'll don't come here on the fence. La Carnita is the shit. They yeah. make good tacos. Sweet, the square sweet potato ta- taco? Oh, well, I was no. thinking the more that... like the shrimp one, but sure. What's the one that I had? Baja shrimp. What's the one that I had that was my favorite? Oh, you like the Baja shrimp and the cod, I think. Oh, Oh, pollo frito. Pollo frito, mamma mia. Yeah, the fried chicken. Mamma mia. All right, we're moving on to veal now? We can do veal. So like I said, for me, it was like, it's like a fried veal, it's like a veal schnitzel is essentially what it is, where you have like, you have like chicken, people do chicken schnitzel, people do pork schnitzel, I've tried that before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, veal schnitzel takes the cake for me. Well, since I already said steak and burgers are so amazing, I'll just say veal burger. Veal burger, okay. (laughs) Have you ever tried one? I think I have. I I don't think I have, but I'd like to. Although, I don't know, something about an adult cow being made into a burger, I like the kind of, for burgers, I don't know if I'd like it if it was falling apart as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know if I'd like it if it was like super tender and soft. Like for a burger, I want something to be a little bit, I'd have to like bite a little bit harder. Okay. I don't know why. It's just the way I'd I probably go veal parm. 
Love like it. for veal. Yeah. Although I won't like lie. with pasta or in a sandwich. Because oh my god, veal parm is typically like if you're talking about chicken parm or veal parm, it's usually just with pasta. Yeah, yeah the sandwiches are so good. So my good. mom's definitely made schnitzel before, and I was thinking this. I can't remember if she actually does it with veal, but she does schnitzel with like the long like Subway sandwich kind of oh, buns, yeah. mm. and then with like the fresh green peppers. Mm. What's it called? Chibata. Chib- the... It might be a ciabatta bun picked from like a garden. What did you just call me? Summer. Oh my god, they're so good. But yeah, I'd probably go with like a veal parm. Okay. Delicious, Malcolm. I'm just gonna go for a regular like fried piece of veal. I don't like veal mm. sandwiches. Like I don't then. like all the yeah, like a schnitzel. Okay. I love it. I love it so much. Delicious. Okay, let's do uh, let's do pork. For me, it's it's pork belly. Damn, I, I love pork bacon. belly. I was thinking between either pork belly and bacon, but pork belly is so good. It's so good. For me, mm. pork belly's gross. You're gross. Oh. <laughs> that's it that's all you that's have to it. say but I want to say the pork belly can't have too much fat if it's all fat it's disgusting it yeah actually is. there's a way to do pork belly like wrong where it's like too chewy because it's all fat but there's yeah. a way to do it where it's like mostly meat with like the little bits of yeah, fat now that is good that's delicious maybe that's maybe I had the fat version I'm gonna go bacon as much as yeah. I love my prosciutto and you know sausage salami like pepperoni my goodness forget about it all these different things but it's potato skin bacon. Uh, pig skin pig skin oh fuck gross <laughs> <laughs> actually okay i'm gonna say gotta bacon get an still sorry <laughs> that's the face you made <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say bacon still but we just did it for easter there's this way of doing the pig it's this portuguese style they call it like like town and speaking of veal it's a baby pig like a suckling pig oh. and we get a half one wait 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 you guys make like in the mo- like in the movies and you know that one uh, Charlotte's Charlotte's Web, Charlotte's Web or Tom and Jerry is what I'm thinking of where <laughs> it's like the actual pig and there's like an apple and stuff. Oh, and no, 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 it. it's not that because we only get a half a pig. Spit so technically, it's like it. if it's like if you took a pig and cut it in half, literally right down the center. Yeah. So you, you took the ass end or the head end? No, not splitting it that way. Splitting it like oh, between the eyeballs. Like crazy. if you split it right down the eyeballs, yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. literally half a pig. So when you get it, it's like head to tail. But <laughs> just, why did you assume he's cutting it horizontally? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But what I'm saying is the ass end or the head end. That is probably a close second. And now that I'm thinking about it, we just had it for Easter, but my mouth's watering just thinking about it. Yeah. The four of us are gonna get it sometime because you guys have never had it. Yeah. Literally, all it is is it's this half pig, and it's like cooked and whatever. Yeah. But the meat is just fantastic they gave you this like really salty gravy which is really good oh. with it and the skin is like shoe leather brown mm. is it but it's crunchy oh. like it's like a chip almost and it just cracks off holy that's, shit. that's that sounds right i'm getting i'm getting moist just <laughs> thinking about it so yeah. we're gonna definitely get one of those someday but yeah. uh i'm just looking like a bacon <laughs> so that, all that being said <laughs> all that being said yeah with all that being said bacon <laughs> i think for myself i mean you guys can correct me if i'm wrong maybe i'm just this stupid but like most ribs are pork, right? There are pork ribs. <laughs> <laughs> there are pork ribs, yeah. But like, if you order a, like the most classic type of rib, is it usually pork? I, I, I think beef? typically I don't it would be beef, but like, yeah, you can get pork ribs, kind of thing. Okay, in that case, I don't actually don't remember if I've tried pork ribs before. Okay, so I'd probably just settle my answer for like, what about ham? I like ham. Black Forest hams, I like that. Mm. But you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say, at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with like a really good pulled pork. Because mm. I, I didn't even think of that. Because I haven't. I don't think I've ever actually ever had like a, a solid pulled pork. I've had like decent pulled porks, but yeah. even those are like pretty damn good. Yeah. So I imagine if you go to like you know Kansas City or Texas and they have like oh, yeah. oh my, like, like pulled pork of like really high quality shit, it's yeah. probably gonna be unbelievable. Yeah, I was about to say bacon, but you've mm. you've 
You Come on swept over. me off my feet. Come on last over, second. I was watching with my dad one time because uh, my dad likes watching the Anthony Bourdain rest show where he'd go. Yeah, rest in piss. Where he'd go all over the place, <laughs> like you know, trying foods and places. And there was an episode I was watching like a month or so ago with my dad where he was in like one of the southern states, mm. and he went to this guy that like in that area is known notorious for for it. like being the pulled pork guy, and oh. he went to him. and They're just showing how it was made, and it was like this massive like almost trough of just pulled pork, and mm. it looked. So good, God. so good. And to me, it's like I—I'm sure it's really good dry. People like a dry rub for certain meats, right? But I want that saucy shit. I want like yeah. you know, I want it dripping in sauce. Pulled pork, yeah. I could go either way. Like, give me saucy or give me dry, and either way, I'm a happy but the, boy. The problem for me is that like, because I know you—you you don't mind like, you'll have you'll you like meat lover stuff, Maddie. Where mm-hmm. it's like to me, when there's too much meat, it becomes too dry, and like even if the, even if the meat is moist, yeah, I need like a fresh vegetable or a fresh sauce to yeah, go yeah, to like yeah. lighten it up a little bit. Mm. So I'd probably go with like a. I don't know if they do anything other than barbecue for pulled pork, but I'd be open to trying it. But well, I'll, yeah, I'll what's wrong with barbecue? I like barbecue. I'm well, just saying. I, I wonder if like smoked or like sure done in other ways. Because like, like with wings, I like honey garlic. That's my favorite. I wonder if they do like different sauce types for oh, pulled pork. I see what you mean. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like with pulled pork, barbecue probably works the best. Right. Yeah. Memphis barbecue. Oh, like in Milton. Mm? Oh, no. Oh, you're uh, saying like the state? I was, uh, yeah. I there's a restaurant called that. Yeah. yeah, there is a restaurant. Fish baby. Fish. Okay, I know we said, I couldn't say seafood but i'm saying like the specific sushi pieces that are rice with like the fish on top mm-hmm. but i love the crab too <laughs> shrimp and all. i could eat those all goddamn day yeah fish in its finest form to me is definitely sushi but like if i had to pick one i might go with like a salmon teriyaki oh, like i get delicious. a sushi place where it's like the cooked salmon yeah. in that brown sauce my mom has mm. started making it at home every once in a while yeah Dude, it's so fun. And when you have like that sticky white rice, and then oh. the teriyaki, like the, the rice absorbs the teriyaki, oh, yeah. so it's like kind of sweet, delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, and it's not even close to me for me. Uh, fish and chips, Ooh, one I million percent. Think of w- with with chips. tartar sauce, yeah. oh, dipping yeah, it. In. Even sometimes I'll have a side of gravy dipped. Oh, yeah, so good. That is excellent. Oh, Love yeah, it, yeah, baby. Love Malcolm, it. you're the big fish boy. Have you ever tried any type of fish he, that you were like this? I tried. He liked my dad's fish. The same. I liked his dad's salmon with tons of herbs and stuff on it because. I could barely taste the salmon, which I love. <laughs> so, yeah, but there are there are very there there are types of fish that are less fishy. They like are, but I, I I taste the fish in all of them. I taste the sea. Like some of them are some of them are very very. I think tilapia is one of them potentially, or cod. But like one of them is like very very subtle. Yeah, and it almost just tastes like a meat. Well, when salmon is baked, meat. it's really subtle. Yeah. Yeah. When Malcolm says he tastes the ocean, what he really means is he's tasting the mercury. <laughs> There's this one time, uh, Malcolm took me on an errand. Mm. And uh, we ended up at my family friend's house, oh, no. <laughs> and I assured him that sounds like a Patrick errand. I assured him that we wouldn't be long because yeah. I was just gonna go to the door and get what I need to get and split right. Mm-hmm. So I knock on the door, I get what I need to get, and he's like, oh, "I just made food. Like, come on in. Like, come eat." I was like, "No, no, we can't. We can't. Like, we have to go." He's like, "No, no, no you're coming in. You're coming in." And then he steps out of the door and he looks at Malcolm. He weighs him inside. <laughs> so we get inside and we sit down, and oh. All he brings out is a plate, a singular piece of fish on each plate, and orange juice. <laughs> that's, that's the meal. Malcolm's worst and, nightmare. And Malcolm looks at me with a terrified... It wasn't terrified, but he was just like, Palpable are you kidding fear. me? Do you, do you dislike orange juice? No. <laughs> <laughs> because the, because the, you pointed out both, so I was, yes, like, yes. It's, I was like, I thought you were trying to describe this like this plate that he hated everything. No. Malcolm's least favorite food with his least favorite yeah, right? drink. Yeah. <laughs> and he was terrified. Yeah. yeah, so I looked him in the eye and I was like, 
Muffin, you, ha- you have to eat this. Oh, <laughs> you no. have to. Was, it, a, was it cooked or a raw fish? It was, it was a, cooked. It was like a fried cooked. It was like a frozen one. It was like a fish that you put in the oven. Yeah, it was a frozen one. Sounds good. I don't know. No, but you're talking, was, they're, talking like fro- they're talking frozen. Like yeah. you, they got it out of it the box. It wasn't like freshly it was like prepared. Frozen it was like frozen breaded that you put in. Yeah, your exactly. Like, yeah. like fish sticks. Oh, exactly. That's kind of whack. Yeah, yeah. So he he was a trooper. What he, they, what's the who is up. this person and why do they have the audacity to like invite people in as if, as if they've made like a full course meal and then he gives you like a frozen fish stick <laughs> thing? There was, was no the rice. There was no vegetables. <laughs> it was just one piece <laughs> of breaded. I made food. Come on in. Come on in, guys. And I have like chicken fingers and mac and cheese. Like what? Just chicken fingers. Even that would have been better probably. His heart. His heart was in the right place. Yeah, I'm sorry for making fun of him. Well, <laughs> that's okay. Thank you, Patrick, for taking us down this schmeat topic. I uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's we could, we could we could go on and on about this. On but let's not. We can, but yeah, let's we can not. cut it short here. So basically, what Patrick was trying to say with this topic is he hates Fish vegetarians. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God! Thank God. <laughs> All right, Mark. That was that was hilarious. Okay, uh-huh. Take us away. Yeah. Okay. So my topic is kind of BuzzFeed esque. I'll say. Uh uh-uh. oh. So I was talking. Um, I was actually talking to Tamara before you guys got here, and I was asking her if she had any ideas for for topics, and she gave me a really good one, and I want to bring it up to you guys here. So one of the topics that I had listed was like favorite sitcoms, mm. but I eventually landed on like I want to talk about each of us being a single character on a specific show. And who we'd be. So I want to talk about which Seinfeld characters would we be? Oh, specifically Seinfeld? I love Seinfeld. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to start by saying this. I think who Kramer is is not even a discussion, right? (laughs) What? (laughs) Is it not? I don't think it's a discussion. (laughs) I don't think it's a discussion. Okay, wait, wait. Am I Kramer? I was gonna say Malcolm's. Kramer. I was gonna say Patrick. Really? <laughs> Apparently, it's a discussion. Here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. I just feel like Malcolm's always like goofy and like you know, I don't know. He's just always fair. he's just always silly and being goofy. He I don't is. Know. He is. Yeah. He's got a, just like a, like a clumsy sort of yeah energy to him. I think. I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, but Patrick, Patrick definitely looks more has the more Kramer body type look. <laughs> like he's more like you're more like lanky and long. You could say it, but yeah, goofy like, looking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. But when it comes to to me, when I thought of Maddie, like I was like, I think George. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: I was gonna say I kind of want to be George just because George is such a terrible Scott. person, oh, yeah, he's hilarious. and I love that. The only other option I would have tossed out for myself other than George would have been Elaine. Okay, because she's also kind of a bad person, mm. but she's got that kind of like. A bit of a temper and whatever to yeah. it, which I find in myself. But I will gladly accept George. So pa- Patrick and Malcolm, are you guys cool uh, with giving Maddie George for now? Honestly, I I would go so more sure. to give Maddie Elaine. Okay. Because I see Patrick as being more of a George. Really? Honestly, honestly, Malcolm just said that. And I'm like Patrick's George. Is he? <laughs> and I'll take Elaine. Why is, why is, why is Patrick George? <laughs> well, they both wear glasses. Let's start with the obvious. Okay. okay. But I also just I find. <laughs> How do I phrase this in a somewhat nice way? Please do. I find the same like idiosyncrasies and like things about George mm. that make him tick. Mm. Patrick, see, I share them with George in being like kind of a like shitbag sometimes. <laughs> whereas I think Patrick shares them with George in being like this very like particular person and like you know like Patrick's the kind of person to just get like up in arms about something like he's if very something, picky about specific like, he's very things. picky about yeah. very specific things yeah. and a very like. 
George-esque way. And at mm. the same time, he's got that kind of like scheming, like trying to like game the system, like <laughs> sort of like trying to like look for a foot up like anywhere mm-hmm. he can kind of okay. like mm. attitude about him. So honestly, <laughs> I will happily give Patrick George I'm comfortable there, doing and that. take a lane. <clears throat> there is a dissimilarity between us, though. And I'm referring specifically to the episode where he hops out the pool. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> shrinkage. He, he's, the shrinkage. The oh. shrinkage, exactly. The shrinkage. And you're saying you don't get shrinkage? You're saying you're beyond <laughs> I, that? As I know being? you're trying to say that, but yeah. I can see you being in that situation and having a similar reaction. <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying to say... Dude, I can't get over Maddie being Georgia, though. Because I feel like Maddie's like... He gets very, like... he. I, I, like, I like doing this, too. But Maddie's very, like... He's like sometimes he's in a mood of like oh like I just hate all people like he's just like <laughs> complaining criticizing about people yeah and I have a few, I have a similar t- personality type in terms of like yeah but I feel like because he tends to just kind of be like cynical about certain things honestly I feel like Elaine complains more about people than George does yeah you know, like she does. you know what the she difference does is amount. I feel like it's because George has again why I think it would be Patrick in the like. It's like a complaining about people and again like I think of just like Patrick reminds me of the kind of person like you know. This sandwich used to be four twenty five, and now it's four thirty five, and like that would be something Patrick would complain You're about. He's cheap, in, yeah, in like, a, in like a George esque way. Whereas like, whereas like with Elaine, like I find Elaine has like these interactions with other. <laughs> I hope don't that mention picked. it. Do not I mention. I got picked. Do up. not mention it. Okay, Man. don't mention it. Um, I hope, or I find with Elaine, like the interactions she has with people are very like. It's hating people, kind of like Malcolm's saying in a different way, where it's like, I always laugh at the bit where, like, she's on the subway train, and, like, it's crowded with people, like, Mm. nobody will move, and it's just, like, her narration of, like, why won't these people move? And it's, like, her slowly getting more and more, like, annoyed, like, nobody's Mm. moving, nobody's and it just, like, ends with her in, like, this freak out of, like, why is nobody moving on the subway? Mm. Like, why is it so packed? And I just, I think it's, I get what you're saying, Mark, about me being George, and Mm. that's why, that's where my head went to, but I think Elaine has the kind of, like, temper and maybe that like outward rage Mm. (laughs) that i kind of associate Mm. with me a little more whereas patrick it's less rage and more of like now i love you patrick (laughs) but it's more of that like george costanza like annoying like Mm. is it really a big deal that the sandwich is 10 more cents than it was Mm. a week ago kind of thing i just want to say on the record i've never complained about a 10 cent price (laughs) just just so people don't get the wrong idea (laughs) but i think generally what Maddie's saying is that you have like particular opinions about things that maybe we'd be like who cares dude like we're we're more like loose about certain things and then you're more like nitpicky like no this has to be like that yes now if i can butt in here sure i think there's um i think there's no discussion here uh about mark being newman (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding i just picked the side character though well i think if i'm elaine and patrick's george then between Mark and Malcolm, I There's think Malcolm's obviously Kramer between the two of you. Yeah. And I don't say that's a bad thing because Kramer is all obviously Oh, I love blood. Kramer. And also, you know what works well for Kramer? And I, and I was telling Tamara this too. Kramer, he's like, he, at some point in one of the episodes, he becomes like Latvian Orthodox or whatever. He goes to convert. He does. And they, and they give him, they, they tell him that like after they've analyzed his spirit or whatever, they're like, you have this thing. And there's like yes. a Latvian word for it where like girls are just like, they can't get their hands off of you. That's like you right. attract all these women. Yes, or whatever. this is definitely <laughs> part right, of it. Where like right. Kramer definitely pulls. Yeah, and so dude. I feel like that immediately ties Kramer to Malcolm. 100%. But the other thing is, I feel like 
you know, Kramer is the one who it's like his half his shtick is just coming bursting into Jerry's apartment. The way, the way he, the, I love the, the way, way he, he does it. But like, yeah, like coming in and then he's always got like some random, like, you know, it's kind of like Charlie on It's Always Sunny where there's always just some like random what the hell are you talking about thing going on. We're just making noises too. And I also tie that slightly more to Malcolm because Malcolm will, not to that, not to a Kramer extreme, <laughs> but Malcolm will like have a thing to like say or like a story he experienced or like just something every once in a while where mm. I'm always like, we lead very different lives. <laughs> and I'm like what the hell happened? Like that would have ever resulted mm. in that situation. So that's why at least to me, I would peg uh, Malcolm more as a Kramer, yeah. which would then ultimately leave Mark with Jerry, yes. which I'm also comfortable with because I think. Yeah. Here's what I want to do. I want to, I want you guys to, I want to talk about, because just he's left over, but like, would I actually fit in his character type at all? I wanted to just go back to the whole um, Latvian Orthodox thing. Oh, sure. They, <laughs> I think that what they said was, you have the pull of the beast or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like animal magnitude along mm. those lines. It's like it's like, a, it's like a sp- it's like a supernatural like gravitational pull. Yeah, just it's, like, it's this thing that you can't control, but it's like. It's within you, and it and it draws them. And yeah, what was and, and then Kramer is like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that." Oh, it's so good. Okay, yeah. Ask what you're gonna ask. I so, think yeah. to Mark's question, I was probably gonna lean towards you being Jerry, anyways, mm. because like, like my rationale would be that you, you're more like, I guess, like laid back mm. in a sense with something. I know there's other things that also like frustrated you're more like frustrated by Mm. but i feel like it's a similar thing where it's like all of them on the show to some extent are like because they're all shitty people Mm. they're all frustrated by others around them Mm. like every single one of them is frustrated by people around them Mm. so i feel like that applies i feel like that applies to sort of all of them and all of us and i guess why i would put you more towards jerry is the like the different kind of frustration with people, whereas like mine with Elaine might be rage mm. and like <laughs> Malcolm's with Kramer might be more that kind of like confusion mm. or just like unable to like, mm. like just doesn't like mm. get why people are like, mm. you know, whatever. And then Patrick with George is more of like this like annoyance mm. with people. I feel like Jerry's is more of a like, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it's like this, it's a different kind of annoyance mm than George's. It's like a less loud annoyance sure. than George's is almost. I think one of Jerry's um, standout or one of his more uh, prominent prominent features is his pickiness. So mm. we have to ask ourselves, is, is Mark picky? I'm pretty picky. Sure. I was thinking yeah, to I myself, think you're, you're, too. I think of all of us, but see, it doesn't make sense to me because Malcolm hates fish. No, no, no. We're talking, and let's not I, talk I, about food. I think if, we're I'm talk- not, if we're thinking about women, I think Jerry and Mark sit on the same kind of scale really why is that pickiness for women oh okay. oh i see because well, jerry is really really picky about women and am i though i think i don't, you, I don't, I don't think, think mark are. i don't think mark is very picky about women I at think all he is. i don't I think, think he is. I, well, and he not is. to make you sound like you don't have standards no no, no i understand <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm more i think i'm more probably open to different looks than jerry would be yeah. but i think that um i think i relate to jerry in terms of like him being similar to george i guess he's okay. he's annoyed by very like mundane like simple things yeah um but yeah i don't know i don't know what do you what do you what do you think what do you guys think yeah i was just thinking about the picky thing Mm. um but like when i thought of it i was having a hard time thinking about what you are picky about Mm. because like i don't really like what are you picky about i don't really know i feel like i'm I'm more so picky about like 
interactional stuff. Okay. Like, if if people say certain things, it bothers the shit out of me. I don't really I don't really express it to them. Yeah. But like those little things where I'll be like, oh, I hate when people say this all the time. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. He's also a germphobe. I'm not necessarily a germaphobe. Yeah. What are you talking about, Jerry? Jerry's so like particular about like cleanliness and stuff. Yeah, he is. But what I'm trying to think about is like, do I fit in any other character better? Or is it just because it's left over? I see. That's the thing. I also don't think you necessarily fit any of them better. Mm. Like, I get Jerry vibes from you, whereas like I don't really get Kramer vibes from you. No. I don't really get Elaine vibes from you. So the only other closest one, like the second one, would mm. maybe be George. But even mm. that, Mm-mm. I find. Put it this way. Here's the picture I'll paint for all you guys. Imagine you're watching TV. Where's Patrick going? Oh, there he goes. He's going and he's making a lot of noise on it as he makes his exit. <laughs> Here's what I would say, and hopefully Patrick can hear me from wherever the fuck he's going. He's going to blow his nose. There it's it real is. Real loud. Mm. <laughs> that's, mm. that's real. That's real loud. We're gonna try and talk over that. If you were sitting down watching TV mm. and Seinfeld came on, yeah. And the show starts. Jerry's sitting in his apartment. I want you to picture this in your mind's eye. And it's Mark reading a newspaper. Malcolm comes sliding in through his door and is like, Mark, you're never going to believe what happened today. Suddenly there's a buzz at the door. And it's me downstairs being like, hey, it's me. Mm. I come upstairs and Mark's like, Matt, you're never going to believe what kind of crazy, kooky story mm. Malcolm's got cooked up. And I go, okay, here we go. I don't know how to introduce George, so let's just say George comes out of the fucking bathroom, but it's mm. Patrick. What I'm trying to get you to do is picture in your mind's eye a Seinfeld episode mm. where we're in those respective roles and how mm. much that makes sense to you. That's what I'm trying you know, to do. I, I think it doesn't. In, in that way, because <laughs> I'm starting to imagine certain things, because I, I feel like sometimes Kramer will tell uh, Jerry a story, and Jerry will be like, what? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And like I feel like, I feel like of all of us, if if Malcolm's telling me something, I'll be I'll, I'm more I feel like I'm more talkative in terms of like questioning what the hell he's talking about. I feel like personally. I feel like, for Maddie, I can see Maddie coming up as Elaine because Elaine complains about work and other things so mm-hmm. much, and mm-hmm. I can see Maddie like trying to buzz up and coming up and complaining about work mm. all day long, and mm-hmm. I can also see Patrick walking out of the bathroom at a funeral with no pants on. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the other thing, too. I feel like Kramer has the, like, crazy stories Mm. and, like, the weird experiences and, like, the little odds and ends that I attribute to Malcolm a little more. Mm. Like how in the middle of the winter, he still sleeps with his window open at night, which is just... And that's you. That's not Kramer. That's you, Malcolm the human being, Mm -hmm. which is astounding to me. That's insane. I've done it. In the wind, ah, never when, when it's a little, because sometimes my, my room gets warm, and then I just I crack it a little bit. I don't fully. I open guess, it. but and but the thing is, so I attribute that kind of stuff to Malcolm, whereas I attribute the George stuff to Patrick. Of like, I find that Patrick's not coming out with like a crazy story necessarily, but Patrick finds himself not with the stories, but like in the weirder scenarios of like, I was at the wedding and came out of the bathroom with my fucking pants off, like that mm-hmm. kind of like how. I live a really boring life. I, well, I mean, we all do compared to Seinfeld, but I guess at the end of the day, there's also a part of this conversation that it's like, it's a vibe thing. Sure. You know? I and think, I get like those vibes from the three of you, you know what and I, myself. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like there are certain things where like Jerry's vibe is oftentimes very like, he's he's kind of like sassy. 
You know, he's 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 there's sarc- a sarcasm. He's sarcastic there. a lot. Yeah. And he has little quick one liners and little I feel like I I, I fit that bill sometimes yeah. where I just kind of like be like, oh whatever, like just like say like a little quick thing that's just like me being me being like annoyed by something, but like trying to be a jokey about it type of right. thing. Right. So I feel like I'd, I'll I'll take Jerry. That's cool. All right, well that was fun. Um what was I gonna say really quickly before we eject out of this? Why can't I remember the actress's name who plays Elaine? Um Wait, wait, you're talking <laughs> wait, wait, who plays Elaine? Yeah. Why can't I remember her name? Oh, she's, she's in Veep too. Yeah, she's in Veep. Now she's in some of the Marvel stuff. It's crazy. Wait, wait, so, it's crazy. Wait, wait, that we have Google. So we got Jerry. Sein- we got Jerry Seinfeld. We got oh, who's Kramer? Jason Alexander. Okay. Uh, Kramer's. Why can't I remember Kramer? Rashida Tlaib. No, I can't. Uh, something Richards. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy. That's not Richards. Is it not Richards? I think it might be Richards. Let's Google we're it. We're spending way too long. We are. Here we. Well, we're gonna cut it anyway. Um. What's her name? Why can't I remember her Give me the first letter so I can try. Oh, Jul- Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus, oh, Jesus Christ. Right. I just wanted to toss out Julia Michael, Louis-Dreyfus. Michael Richards. There you go. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You guys know Patrick Warburton? Yeah. This guy? This guy. Hey. Yes. Uh, he yeah. plays um, Gron- Gronk from uh, Emperor's New, New Groove. Groove. Yes, yeah. <laughs> to close us out, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. What a stunning woman. She's okay. She's pretty. Absolutely gorgeous. Mid. Not mid. How... Dare you? Or, but you know what? The overall package of like how funny is she is, and like I don't know, it's not just that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I also like I'm super attracted to her because she's hilarious. But anyways, mid, fuck you. All right, so Malcolm, take it away. What's your topic for this week? Do do it. Oh my god, you didn't come up with no, that. no, I did, I did. I did. <laughs> Let's talk about Star Wars. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. How does this yes. relate to what Mark was bringing up for you? Nothing. It doesn't. It's on mine. Okay. What did I suggest to him before? Uh, uh, if you were rich, what would you buy? Or oh, okay. if you were to be someone else, an animal, uh, what would you be? So we're doing Star- <laughs> if you were to be an <laughs> animal, he did not say that. I did say that. You did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody doesn't pay attention. Star Wars. Malcolm, what Star Wars? Take us there. Hmm. Let's talk about. Our favorite Star Wars movies, our favorite Star Wars moments. It's coming in his head it's as coming, it's, like. it's coming now. It's coming now. Yeah. It's coming now. I'm going to start off. This One of my favorite shoot. Star Wars moments, although it's not from any of the originals, is Rogue One. Mm. When the oh, Rebels are in the ship and yeah. Darth Vader is about to invade the ship. Mm. He turns his lightsaber on. It's completely dark. And it just lights up red. And he just mm. he's killed everyone. So Rogue One, I've said this many times, is a good like movie forget the fact that it's star wars it is a good movie yeah, it's telling you stand alone well it's one of those things where it's like it's kind of like i would put empire strikes back sort of in that category okay. where it's like empire i think is just a well done movie yeah. like removing all the star warsness of it like yeah. if it was just a like the story and the like i just think it's a really well done movie whereas i love a new hope mm. and return of the jedi and as like for the time and like the technical shit they were able to pull off is impressive in its own right but like as movies like, the way my dad's always compared it is Star Wars is kind of like the popcorn of sci-fi, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're kind of going, you're watching it, because it's fun and entertaining, but it's not necessarily much more than that, whereas something like Blade Runner is the, like, mm. you know, the stake of sci-fi, where it's like this more, like, thought-provoking kind of, like, whatever thing. And I think Empire, and to your point, Patrick, Rogue One, get, the, they're the closest to you know, sci-fi steak okay. that Star Wars gets is what I'm saying. Okay. Anyways, go on. Uh, no, that was my whole point. Oh, just that Rogue, Rogue One is shit. just a standalone, like a great movie. But that's not your that's not your favorite. Well, so first of all, Mal- Malcolm said that that was your favorite moment. Like, that was what's my your, favorite moment. What's my your favorite, favorite actual movie? My favorite actual movie is Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Mm. Same, so which I know is a basic bitch answer, but... 
Well, to me, it's like I'm debating saying Empire Strikes Back, but when I first watched the Star Wars movies, like the originals, like my instinct was like that Return of the Jedi was my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm. And so I'm going to stick with that because, I mean, I haven't seen them in years, Mm -hmm. but when I watched them the first time, I was like, that one was like special. I love that one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that one's really good. Uh, You guys all know Star Wars Episode 3 is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. But are we just talking about movies right now? Yeah. Star Wars movies, right? We can add in shows. Well, I think we're going to get to Star Wars as a whole. At least that's what I'd like to explore a bit. Well, okay. We'll just stay with movies for now. Uh, And my favorite moment. My favorite moment, I think, has to be. Or could be most impactful, too. Like it does, because I'm. I, I know there's certain moments that like are upsetting. Yeah. But maybe it's not like your favorite in terms of happiness. But like. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't really perceive okay, it as happiness. Enough. Yeah. Okay. So I was just gonna say when, um, after Anakin and Obi Wan are done fighting on Mustafar, mm. and he's like, on the hill, and Obi Wan's above him, that just whole dialogue where Obi Wan's talking about how he failed him. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Hi, hi, ciao. Before that, you've definitely talked about. I think you've mentioned on the Crying. show that yeah, that that's like the one movie that like, gets, not the one movie. Get, well, it's one of the movies that the gets movies. you yeah. sad and whatever. Um, I, I feel like just sorry. sorry. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but I feel like at some point in the Mario movie, I started tearing up. I could be wrong. Though. <laughs> there was a movie recently that I was watching, and I started tearing up. There are some moments that are like I get- sweet. Like I, when when it was like. Anytime there was a moment between Mario and, and Luigi, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, like whatever, as long as we stick together, we'll be we'll be good," and they're like hugging each other at the end because they're so happy to see each other, and they were so scared when they weren't together. Yeah, like when they hugged again, I was like, "Oh, that's really sweet." Yeah, I don't like as you guys know, I don't really like sad cry at yeah. movies and things because I'm probably broken and need therapy. But like, I get like the happy, like nerdy hype tears about stuff, and I yeah. definitely had that happen slightly at Mario. Like, spoiler alert! But at the end, when like, him oh, and- why would you do that? You you forced mark not to do spoilers for last of us that's so old and you're gonna spoil mario that just came out the mario movie the plot is kind of like the least important thing about it like it's mario is that up to you to decide <laughs> fine no, i won't no, ma- no 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 i want you to mention it. there's no. a moment in the movie towards the end where they basically like the camera is looking at mario in like a 2d kind of way like the games and it's just this very like cool moment of like him and another character running around. Oh, That's in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, That's that not the cool. end. No, they do it in the beginning, but they do it towards the end when it's him and Donkey Kong. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. And it's like they're yeah, kind of yeah. like running around and Love like it. going over like Koopas and stuff. And yeah, it's in the yeah. 2D and like the orchestra. They're doing like an orchestral version of like mm. the Mario music. And mm. it's like that was the thing where I got like the nerdy happy tears of yeah. like this is like really fun and no, like so well cool. done or whatever. Yeah. And that moment in the end too. I'm just gonna spoil. It's not, big, it's not that big of a spoiler, but it's like him and he's like at the very end when he's choiced with hiding in the rest, hiding in the restaurant and waiting, mm. or like going out and helping them. And he's like, he's sitting there, he's all banged up and his his face is swollen and shit. And he's like looking yeah. at the TV, and it's like playing the ad. And his his Luigi's out there, and he's like getting his ass kicked and Peach and all them. Yeah. And he like gets the inspiration from his ad that he made with his brother, and like it reminds him of how much he loves his brother and how he wants to protect him. And it's, it's really cute. And then he yeah. goes out and kills Bowser. And he just lops his he head pulls off. Pulls out a loaded firearm. <laughs> Here's the thing I was gonna say with Star Wars though. They were in Brooklyn, right? So it's entirely true. possible. Here's the thing with Star Wars, and I don't mean to hijack this too much, Malcolm, but I kind of wanted to like almost break. Not breakdown, but I kind of wanted to go through the Star Wars eras with all of you, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Let's do it. Like, do the prequels, do the originals, the new ones, and then, like, everything outside of that, like the shows and games and all that shit, and mm-hmm. just kind of, like, go through all of it with you guys, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. That works. Yeah. So, let's start where it all began chronologically, the prequels. Okay. 
What, what exactly about did it? you want to talk about? I just kind of want to get into you know each aspect of them. Like oh. I, for one, can't stand the Freakles, but here's I know Patrick, for example, and Malcolm to an extent. You guys like them a little here's more. Here's so what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'll say about the Freakles for myself, which is that like, do I think they're weaker movies overall? Like if we're if we're taking them as like isolated movies, like you're you're talking about um, Rogue One being simply just a good movie, no matter if you're a Star Wars fan or not. Like for me, the prequels aren't great movies, and they're nowhere near as good as like the originals in terms of like overall quality of, of a film. But to me, it's like I can find a certain level of like enjoyment because I love the lore of Star Wars, and I love I don't know for lack of a better term, like the the vibe of Star Wars. Like I like the the background characters, I like the historical information, I like the like the fun combat. Like there's a lot of stuff I like about the prequels, but in terms of like strength of plot, I don't think they're very good. But I, I can sit down and enjoy them. Like if I'm doing a Star Wars marathon, I wouldn't just do like if I hadn't if I didn't have that much time, I'd just watch the originals. But if I was like, you know what, we're gonna do it properly, I'll I'll watch all of them and I'll still find enjoyment out of one, two, and three. Mm. I'm just not like crazy about them. They're just like eh. Notice how seven, eight, nine has have they haven't that th- those three haven't entered the discussion even a little bit. We're gonna we'll get, get there. there. Because honestly, I'll I'll say that seven, eight, nine I think are better because I think they're better movies okay. than the prequels overall. Do I think they're like as like the last Jedi, they're better movies. I don't necessarily think they're better Star Wars movies. The last so that's, Jedi, that's what I'm like. I think I think Episode Three is well. I think Seven's better than any of the prequels. Full stop. But I think okay. Force Awakens. Yeah, I like that one. I think Jedi. Three is a better Star Wars movie than Eight and Nine for sure. Okay. Mm. In terms of like acting and CG and like writing and that kind of stuff, sure. I guess Eight and Nine are maybe like yeah, you could make a point they're better than the like the prequel movies but it depends on what you value because what, what i was going to say is that like just because i like let's say eight and nine as movies better doesn't mean i like them as star wars movies better because i could like you know the overall feel of the one of the prequels more than one of them mm-hmm. you know more than seven or eight i can't eight keep this in any longer okay and i'm so sorry for doing this forgive me farts my favorite part of star wars is the shows i can't keep it any longer Oh, the, the Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Rebels. I've never seen any of they them. They are. You guys would love the shows. They. Okay. You've seen them. Have you seen the Mandalorian? I know that's, I've um, seen the Mandalorian, but I'm talking about the animated show specifically. Hmm. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like the characters get so fleshed out, and they go on. They have the the characters get so fleshed out, and they have the liberty to like tell all these cool stories, hmm. and you're, they're not bound by. CGI funny. and like all this live action stuff, they can make it all in the same medium of animation. Like mm. I don't know, we talked see about here's a the thing. Yeah, and when we get to the shows and some of the other movies and all the expanded stuff, yeah. My problem with the prequels, aside from like just like things like I don't think they're well like made movies or they're like you know they look like fucking PS one cutscenes with like all the dumb CGI. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with them is similar to what I feel about the sequel trilogy where it's a lot of wasted potential. And there are good ideas. And I think what the prequels have the advantage of is that the prequels have had like 20 years, basically, of animated series and like shows like the Obi-Wan show and we're about to get Ahsoka and like all this stuff that like are additive to those. Mm -hmm. And I think my kind of hope with... The sequel trilogy with 789 is that as time goes on, shows start to explore characters and aspects of those to kind of like retroactively make them better. Yeah. Now, does that mean the movies as they stand on their own? 
No, because again, I don't think I don't think one, two, and three on their own stand that well. But you I think it. one mm-hmm. and two plus five or six seasons of Clone Wars and you know shows sprinkled in between. Like I think all that adds to them a great deal. Yeah. Well, you hit you got it exactly right there. The Clone Wars unlocks the potential that those movies presented. Exactly. Because with like episode one, it's like, what is arguably the best part about episode one? It's fucking Darth Maul. He's fantastic. And what do they do? They waste him immediately. But then you get the shows and all the stuff that like brings him back and like turns him into like from this just like cool character that we wanted more of to like, oh, somebody we got more of and is like dope kind of thing. Yeah. And you, I don't know if to me, I feel like there's because like they're, longer and like they flesh out the characters more i care more about the characters in the animated series and when for example the clone wars goes up until order 66 and they actually live through order 66 in the series it's so dramatic when they actually get to order 66 it's but that's the thing i feel like most and and that's the thing like they also they do this thing where they introduce the mandalorians and that's how like the mandalorian show came to be and right now, you were just mentioning it. Um, I'm caught up with it, and they're sort of exploring, like they're referencing Clone Wars and stuff. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like this whole thing was built from Clone Wars. It feels like I guess I what know. I'm trying to say is the thing is like, like with Varsh, for example, for me, I don't know if she's seen all the Star Wars movies. So at some point, I'm going to torture her and sit down and make her watch like the nine mainline ones, and for sure, Rogue One. You're going to say at some point, I'm going to torture her and then show her the Star Wars and then show her the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, like, if somebody had never seen anything from Star Wars ever, if you wanted to technically do, like, a full comprehensive look at Star Wars, if you showed somebody Episode 1 and 2 and then made them watch all of Clone Wars and, like, through Obi- – well, Obi-Wan would be after 3. But what I'm saying is, like, if you didn't go from 2 to 3, if you did 2 and then, like, all the Clone Wars stuff basically and then went into 3 – I guarantee you, like, a lot of people would be like, holy shit, what a, like, mm. masterpiece 3 is as it capitalizes on all of the stuff yeah. that just happened here kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's, with the prequels, like I said, it's a case of wasted potential and, like, good ideas either followed incorrectly or, like, not followed at all. Definitely some bad ideas. Midichlorians. What the fuck? But like, which ones are those guys? Are those the the Jar Jar Binks? No, it's like the they thing do. when they're like, oh, the Force is like a, it's the midichlorians in your blood, and like that's how that's people the use the Force, oh. which is like such a dumb a, concept. It's just such a dumb thing because in the original trilogy, it's like you know, as the quote goes, it surrounds us, it binds us. Like it's this more like almost religious, Sp- like, a spirit. like spiritual kind of thing. And then in the prequels, it's like, nah, science, it's in your genetics. Oh, you don't have it in your blood, stupid. Fuck you. Like mm. no Force for you, <laughs> which was always something that yeah. that, that kind of bugged me. Yeah, what I was gonna say is, to me, like I've never watched any of the shows, and so I'm just kind of analyzing it as just movie series. Yeah. And again, like to me, if I'm just gonna rank, like I would rank um, the originals as my favorite series, like my favorite set, and then I would rank the newest ones, and then the prequels. I wow. Because okay. to me, Force uh, Awakens. Honestly, that's not that's not unreasonable. Because like like I agree with what Maddie said, which is yeah. that to me, Force Awakens is better than any of the three prequels. Yeah. And I I do enjoy Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. And like I don't know. Over overall, as a, as a trilogy set of movies, I think that the newest trilogy is a better set of movies. Because I'm all, all I'm thinking about it of is like enjoyable movies. Okay. I enjoy them, Fair and I think enough. they're better movies personally. Yeah. Um, but what I, I want to talk about though, yeah. if that's okay, 
is I mean, I think you should ask Malcolm because sure, yeah, we kind of kind of butted you out of here. That's fair. The, where, where did you want to go with this? So what's going on here? You guys go wherever you want with that. Okay. Okay. I mean, perfect. So Star Wars I also, the topic. I also haven't seen any of the animated series, although I do want to watch them. Yeah, you have to. Uh, but you ranking- have to. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> <All right. laughs> for rankings, I would do the original trilogy, and then I would do the prequels, and then the newer ones. Yeah, mm. the newer I, ones are just not good Star Wars movies, yeah. in my opinion. Like specifically Star Wars movies. I, I think that's a fair opinion. Yeah. I'm, but the, to me, it's like I'm actually not the biggest like. I'm not very knowledgeable on Star Wars, and it, okay. I would have a hard time saying that I'm a true Star Wars fan. Like, I do enjoy the movies a lot, yeah. but I'm not as like into it as, as people who are like you know Star Wars diehards type yeah, thing. Yeah. That's why I just I I like mo- I'm a bigger fan of movies than I'm of Star Wars. Mm. But what I wanted to bring up though is like the video games, because mm. like to me, um, like I love Lego Star Wars. I used to play that shit all oh the time. Oh my god, I love Lego Star Wars. Like, the I complete want, saga. I, I want to buy it. I want to buy the complete saga. I think yeah. they have it on PS5 or something. Is there a multiplayer? Uh, no, no, but you can. It's the local. Local probably, yeah, yeah but I don't know if it's online. Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yup. Oh yep, my yep, god. Yep, the original, yep, 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 not the yep, new yep, shitty OG EA one. one. Even the EA one had like I had there was like some cool because it's so visually cool. Yeah, yeah. it is very. It's like it's so cool. fun to be in those environments, and I want to play Honestly, it again I, at some point. But Heroes vs. Villains in Battlefront Two. Oh, so I fun. We should we should do that again. I'd love to, but um, I'm downloading it tonight. <laughs> okay. Okay. Honestly, I will too. Right, but perfect. I recently purchased Battlefront One and Battlefront Fruit for PS2. Who? Who? Mm. <laughs> Battlefront Two for PS2. And although they are cool games and they're very nostalgic, they're just they just don't compare. Mm. Of course, well, because, because they're, they're just so dated. Right? After playing like the new Star Wars Battlefront One and Two, they're crazy good. And I love yeah. I love Battlefront Two. I love the way your character moves. I love the way everything looks. It's everything so looks even visually spectacular. Yeah. Even unbelievable. And when you throw a bomb and it goes wow, and it just yes. like, and even when you're running around as like a stormtrooper and you have like the gun, it's like do you do like the feeling of the of the gun shooting yeah. and like the and then you look up and there are like Tie Fighters and it's yeah. so yeah. cool. There's so many yeah. aspects to like the online game. Like you can be in a Tie Fighter at the same time as there's online players We're playing, playing it on the ground. We're playing it, dude. Yeah, like yeah. it's unbelievable. The the one that I think holds up though is Battlefront Elite Squadron. I was just gonna say that, that one is the say, craziest wait, is that Battlefront d- game. Is that the, f- the newest flight one? No, no. no. Elite Squadron is one of the older ones. Sorry, I'll a, let you explain. Is that for PSP? That's uh, a PSP. It was on PSP. I was gonna it say because I had the, I still have the PSP yeah. Battlefront, which was basically just like a port almost of two. Yeah, two the, it was crazy. Like yeah. you can be. It, it, took it was it a to, combination of land battle and space battle. Mm. And yes. Once you finish either the space battle or land battle, you take a spaceship to either like if you're in the space you start there and finish the, your mission there you take like an escape pod and you go down to land and finish down there mm. yes. but if you're on land and you finish down there you take a spaceship and you go up mm. you go into space and then you can fly and land into the ship and finish your mission there what he's saying cool. is that it's like it's literally like a battle mm. and there's multiple ways to win so when he was referring to space like you can choose not to like engage in the ground you can take a ship fly up to your ship mm. infiltrate the enemy ship and then the way you would win from there is you have to find their reactor core oh, blow up so their cool. reactor so core it it's so amazing good. and then Damn. if you're the team that loses the reactor core and you're in the spaceship there's escape pods mm. you have to run to the escape pod it sends you back down to That's the planet awesome. i love that it's you're so like, like, your ship amazing. is gonna blow there's red sirens yeah. going off and you run into the escape pod yeah. it doesn't blow mm. yeah the psp one was the and shit. then you can customize your characters mm. you, like clone troopers droids stormtroopers oh rebels that. i remember that now. oh my god i will say though yeah. to take us out of the prequel era yeah. and into the OG era. Yeah. The one thing about the prequels is even though I don't really like those movies, there is something inherently nostalgic about them mm. because they were coming out, well, not Phantom Menace, but Attack of the Clones, even that I could be it's wrong like about. like 06 or something. But like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, they were coming out around the time 
like in those early 2000s when we were like three, four, five years old kind mm-hmm. of thing. And there's just some, even though I didn't see any of the original, like the prequel ones in the theater, I just remember watching them on TV and being enamored with them. And I've shown you guys part of this before, but like, and they used to air it like every holiday season when they would show like the original Star Wars Clone Wars, but not the CG cartoon. It was like the 2D one done by the Samurai Jack guy. Just watching that cartoon and watching those movies is such a like nostalgic thing to me. And I know I'm a little bit of a hypocrite here because I talk about the dumb things in the prequel trilogy. And there's one thing that I will defend to my dying breath that I definitely know like diehard Star Wars fans like that's dumb as shit. Shout out to my boy, Mr. General Grievous. Hmm. Are you fucking kidding? Me? <laughs> so, oh my they god! They gave a cyborg four lightsabers, and then they said, "Where did he get those lightsabers?" He murdered other Jedi and took them, and they're his trophies. Are you fucking Maddie, kidding? Watch me? the Clone Wars, my guy. If you love Grievous, watch it's, the Clone Wars. It's so yes. cool. Also, another character I like from the the prequels yeah. is um, what's his name? Jar Jar Binks. No, no um. <laughs> Damn, what's his name? Um, Liam Neeson's character. Oh, oh Qui Gon. Oh. Qui Gon's Qui-Gon great. Yeah. I love Qui Gon. Great. Yeah. And Count Dooku's pretty cool too. Is it Doku? Dooku. I love his curved lightsaber. The little oh, the, like the, the blade. Hilt. Yeah, the hilt. Um, it hits the spot. That spot away. Anyways, yeah. I'm gonna breeze through this slightly quicker. The original trilogy, the one that truly started it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just the goat. Some of the love most it. iconic. You know, you know what's crazy? Mm. That I was thinking about not too long ago. The intro, um, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, mm-hmm. Star Wars is history. Mm. Like, it's not futuresque. It's literally, they're yeah, saying it happened this... a long time ago in a different galaxy. Like, it happened before our time. Yeah, it's saying. like, that's always been, that's always been one of the things, even though I've told you guys, and I think I've mentioned it before, that, like, I like sci-fi more than I do fantasy. Same. Yeah. But what I appreciate about Star Wars, and this is what annoyed me about the midichlorian thing in the prequels, is that I always found particularly the original trilogy struck like the perfect balance between sci-fi and fantasy, where it's like, yes, there's robots and lasers and we're flying in space. But like the Jedi and the Sith and the way everybody, like if you listen to the way people talk about the Force in the original trilogy magic it's not like this scientific like there's the force thing that we quantify Mm -hmm. it's this very like magic like wizardry kind of like thing that like nobody really understands except for the the jedi and the sith kind of thing the thing thing is aside from that one-liner it's still treated that way and all like in everything i've consumed at least yeah for example in um like this is random to bring up a star wars old republic video game it's like that vibe in all the animated shows, like Yoda even says in the very first episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars, like he talks about how the force is within all the clones and he's not talking about midichlorians or anything. He's just talking about it as this like ethereal thing that like yeah. binds all of us together. Well, and they've definitely over time gotten away from yeah. the midichlorian thing because yeah. I think even they kind of understood of like, ah, this is kind of dumb. It was lame, yeah. But like that's the thing where I just like, even the way, I forget the exact quotes, but like in the... One scene in A New Hope when, like, Vader's talking with all, like, Tarkin and all the other admirals, like, in the room. Like, and he ends up, like, Governor. choking the one dude. What? Governor Tarkin. Sure. Sorry. But, the, but like, <laughs> the, it, way, the way they, like, talk to Vader about shit where they're, like, almost dismissive of, like, ah, you're stupid, like, wizard stuff. Like, it's just, it's just such a, like, interesting and well done balance of the two that yeah. I feel like isn't seen very often. Of the sort of like weird fantasy magic combined with 
spaceships and robots and lasers. Yeah. But I mean, those original movies, I just, still to this day, I am impressed by how good they are and how much they hold up. because you're dumb. It's because I'm dumb. (laughs) But even just like the stuff they were able to achieve like without CGI of just like, you know, all the practicality of like the sets and it's like Chewbacca is a suit and C-3PO is a guy in a suit. This is completely like... We're t- I'm talking different movie completely, mm. but like I was watching uh, the original Alien, which was like mm. 1979, and like the ship and all the components of the ship and like the the computers and like everything looks so unbelievably good. It looks mm. better than a lot of modern movies. Like mm-hmm. it just looks more like it just feels real because it is real. It's like they made yeah. all these real sets and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think Maddie was telling us that I think they did a similar thing for Alien, but they have like rep like little dioramas or whatever, little like it'll be like a an action figure kind of not really it's like a like a, a kind of mini version of a ship and they'll use like angles and like and they'll make it look like a big ship that's floating mm. in space and it looks so real for some reason it's like because it's actually like a physical thing that they're recording yeah. yeah like there are shots of the Nostromo in Alien that are like a model and Star Wars so the cool. original trilogy they did the same thing where mm. it's like there are shots of some of those ships that are mm. just models but because you put the camera right up its ass it looks so cool you know when you and then you blow it up on like a 20 foot sized movie screen like mm. it just makes it look like this gigantic thing but um yeah i just i am forever will remain impressed and in love with the original trilogy honestly we can save the last three as a whole new topic because we could go i could go honestly personally i could go on and on about how much i hate those well here's the thing you hate them like as star wars movies yes but what about a force awakens like force awakens was the best of the three. Yes. Yes. Force Awakens sort of... But that could still mean... That they, it landed like a, on their feet. It landed mm-hmm. on its feet. And it kind of made me excited for the whole thing. But Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi more so, but they just didn't They didn't land for me. Here's the thing. With Force Awakens, seeing that in the theater, and at the time, there was so much expectation put on it because it was like Disney's first crack at Star Wars. And it was like, oh God, are they going to be able to do this? And yes, did they play it safe? Sure. Is it basically just a new hope again? Yeah, kind of. But I think it just works so well. It's Put it this way. Leaving Force Awakens was such an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Because not having grown up with the original trilogy, because that was like before our time. Growing up as a kid, it was like, oh, cool. All the Star Wars movies. I love this shit. And then like, at least for me, as I get older, it's like, eh, the prequels kind of suck. I still love the originals though. But it was kind of like this like, down time mm. for a long time to like be a Star Wars fan. Like there wasn't necessarily anything like new and exciting. And then with the Disney stuff, it's like, all right, are they going to fuck this up? Or are they going to like do it kind of thing? And to me, I think they did it in quotes for a little while. When they came with Force Awakens, it was like, oh my God, they've done it. Like it, it was just such an exciting time where it's like, what's next? And like, there was so much like yeah. interesting questions. And again, I think it's a case of, very wasted potential where it's like all this interesting shit set up and then they're like all right now we're gonna try doing like other star wars movies that aren't part of the mainline ones and i was definitely one of those people at the time who was like here we go they're gonna fucking run star wars into the ground like disney does everything else and then rogue one comes out and it's like a banger this is arguably like a top three better than force awakens probably yeah like i think better than star uh, force awakens is arguably like a top three star wars movie and it's like wow this is fantastic for me i know this might be wacky it's a top movie it's a top movie of all time and then solo comes out and then solo comes out and we're like well but then and then eight comes out and it's like Mm. okay this was clearly like terrible but not necessarily all hope is lost and then solo just kind of 
I think Solo's Solo fine, but it's just yeah. forgettable. Like yeah, it kind of really came and went like with like a wet fart. Yeah. And then by the time you get to nine, it's like coming off of eight and sort of solo. Like there's just such momentum a like deflated. Yeah, like yeah. all the momentum was gone. You know it was like whatever. You know what they should have done? They should have had J.J. Abrams direct the whole trilogy. Because so then, that, then that, at least even if it wasn't incredible, uh, I really like Force Awakens. But at, that, at least that way would have been like a cohesive like trilogy. And it would have yeah. felt like a, a one piece. And you don't you wouldn't have to blame like the shifted director. Why yeah. would they shift the director? Here's the thing. Any sense to me. Here's the thing. I don't necessarily pin all of it on Ryan Johnson, even though I think he definitely made some bozo He's decisions. a great director. He's the one who did Knives Out. He's a good director. Right, I pin part of Yeah, I pin part of it. Here's the thing. My dad will say, like, sometimes if we're watching, like, a hockey game and, like, if we're watching the Leafs and, like, one of them fucks up. And my dad will say to me sometimes, just because they're the best players in the world and they're being paid millions and millions of dollars doesn't mean they're, like, smarter than, like, you know, the kid playing down the street kind of thing. Like, they're still prone to the same fuck-ups. And that's the kind of, like, logic I apply to things like the Star Wars thing, for example. It's like, look at Disney. Who, by the time they had gotten Star Wars, had like 10 years almost under their belt of crushing mm-hmm. with the Marvel movies. You would think if there was ever a company and a set of people that understood the importance of like brainstorming something, coming up with a full comprehensive plan, and then executing on that plan, it would have been Disney. But what did they do? They gave it to J.J. Abrams, who I think, again, made a kick ass Star Wars movie, and then they went, all right, well, I guess we'll figure out what's going to happen next. It's like, what? Why was this not planned out and I'm pretty sure from I, the jump? And I'm pretty sure, like, the fan reception was... People, like you said, were complaining that it was a little bit too familiar. But at the same but time... people liked it. People liked it. And yeah. people were like, you know what? That was really enjoyable, even if it was a bit of a ripoff of whatever, of, Force, of for, um, uh, New, uh, New Hope. And I think Force Awakens now is lumped in with 8 and 9 and mm. is looked down upon yep. more than I think it deserves Which I think be. is the same case with Episode 3, where I think people... Sure. We, we lump it in with one and two, which are kind of stinkers. But number three is like, it's a pretty enjoyable but story. But three is like, yeah, of the prequels, it's the best one. And it's like, it's yeah. closer to kind of like the other ones the in quality. terms of like the quality of it. So it's yeah. like, that's the thing where it's like, I just think, again, it's just such a like thing of wasted potential. Of like, yes. what were you guys thinking? There is wasted potential because there's also some characters that I really like that they introduced. Like I really, actually, really, not this isn't a new character, but I really like Donald Glover's uh, Lando. I like oh, him as Lando. Him. He was like a, yeah. a suave, cool Lando. I yeah, like I think they'll do some. I mean, he's I talked about were, like yeah. how they want to do a show with him. I think at some point that's inevitable that he's you'll great. get a Lando show with him. And yeah. like, a, I think Ray's a cool. Like, I enjoy Ray as a character, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and again, it's just the thing where it's like this is less of a wasted potential. Well, it is wasted potential, but also just a boneheaded decision where it's like, to me, it's like coming out of seven, it's like Ray was interesting. Who <laughs> is Ray? And then at eight, they tried to do the thing of like, well, she's really nobody. And it's like, okay, that's a potentially interesting way. Cause going into eight for that, like two, three years, it was like, she's Obi-Wan's granddaughter or she's Luke's mm-hmm. kid or she's something like, and then the idea of like, well, she's not related to any of these people. She's her own thing. Interesting idea. That they then like nothing do something. nothing with mm. and then try to retcon it and be like, well, actually, she's Palpatine's kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, then they try Who's the mom? They never find They out. never say, but just that. Palpatine was in bed with somebody. Yeah, that's always <laughs> the funniest thing people <laughs> talk about. He wasn't always a hideous person. <laughs> that's the funny thing people talk about where it's like, imagine uh, Palpatine just absolutely oh, slaying that's it up right. in that's bed. What she would have been conceived like, when he was. But, yeah, so it's just a thing with like, when it comes to the new trilogy, it's just. It's just disappointing because it's something that start unlike the prequels, which I mean, again, the Phantom Menace was in the 90s. So that was still right before us. But it's like 
Phantom Menace came out and it was so much excitement of like, oh my God, George Lucas, prequels, more Star Wars, blah, blah. And then Phantom Menace comes out and it's like, it is by Jesus far the Christ, worst. George, what were you thinking? It and it's like, worst. maybe they'll get it with the next one. And then Attack on the Clones comes out, which some people would argue is even worse than Phantom Menace. Some and it's like, that, yeah. oh my God, George, what are you doing? And then by the time you get to Revenge of the Sith, I think it's kind of like there's a little bit of that goodwill returned. Because it's, again, Revenge of the Sith is the best of the three. But with Star Wars, with the new ones, they had the opposite thing on their hands. Where they came out of the gate with, like, all this immediate goodwill. And, like, yeah. people loving these characters and latching onto this shit. And then they went and squandered it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to end this off here, I'd like to just bring us back to Rogue One. Mm. Back to where it all started with this conversation. How Malcolm was talking about Darth Vader at the end. Mm. I'm just... I've been just thinking about that scene for the past like 10 minutes. It's real good. It's <laughs> and I think what's really, really good about it, you obviously need like, like you don't, you don't need the background of the Star Wars movies, but if you have it, it's that much better because like Darth Vader was like, he's this very powerful like figure in the Star Wars world. And in that last scene, the fear on the rebels faces and just the atmosphere that they build in that scene gives me shivers because it's like oh my god like they're screwed no one like they're terrified they're passing the the message along to each rebel and he's cutting up each one Mm -hmm. as the camera is moving forward and they're still getting the message along and they barely get it through the crack of the door and it's just vader i mean just to toss it out there vader's my favorite character in star wars okay i don't i'm not as crazy about again the prequel stuff and him being anakin okay but like from a new hope well i guess some of the shows and cartoon stuff between that just vader on to me is just my favorite shit also because i'm a sucker for bad guys but it's like yeah it's just to me he's handled so well where it's like in rogue one he's terrifying i always reference an empire strikes back where i know the original trilogy doesn't really make vader look all that cool Mm. but to me it's more the subtle implications of like him and empire strikes back just beating the shit out of luke literally with one hand yeah to me was always such a like non-verbal way of being like Oh, this guy doesn't fuck around. Yeah. Like Luke with all this training at this point with Yoda can't touch this guy. Yeah. And even like uh we've all played Jedi Fallen Order, right? Oh yeah. my god, no. Jedi Fallen Order. Spoiler That's alert. Insanity. Coming out. But the end I can't yeah, I can't wait for Survivor. Yeah. But the very end of Fallen Order, which my only issue with it is it's like Vader didn't really need to be in this moment, but it's no. completely overruled by the rule of cool. Where it's like <laughs> when he shows up at the end of that fucking game and kills the uh First Order, not First Order, Empire, what do they yeah. call him? Inquisitor. Inquisitor. When he yeah. kills the Inquisitor lady and that final sequence of Fallen Order isn't fighting Vader. Because in some games it would have been, let's fight Vader. Yeah. Like that would have been like the big showy boss fight. I cannot commend Respawn the studio enough for being like, no, no, no. You're the end of this game is a fucking chase sequence. Yeah, yeah. The end of this game is get away from this guy as fast <laughs> as he humanly can because yeah, you yeah, are screwed. Yeah. Like it's such a, I'm getting like chills just talking about yeah, it, like yeah, the happy yeah. tears. It's such a like, <laughs> it's such a cool thing, and it's like he's actually tearing up. I'm actually I'm, I'm, tear up now. I'm getting like oh the happy god. tears. Like it's just such a god. This whole topic is just gonna be people being like, what a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> it is. It is yes. dope. And, and, so. I, and I like how they in Empire Strikes Back they they do it because in part they can't really show off anything crazy cool. Right. It's like the limitation. Like you said, of it's the, the implication that like if you if you wanted to, he could do whatever he wants with you. Yeah. Like this whole thing would be done in like yeah. half a second yeah. if he chose. But it's, like it's that attitude yeah. of like always oh, like kind of screwing with, with him and playing with yeah. him. And, and as they've yeah. released more stuff, they've explored that. Like even in Obi Wan, 
episode like four or five of obi-wan the the series yeah there's that oh, there's a good i already know what you're talking about this is spaceship in the sky yeah he's just, yeah he's when just, he catches the yeah. spaceship and it's like oh my god like oh i remember gasping at that moment and being like i didn't know that was possible <laughs> it, i'm scared is that show good yeah, uh, <laughs> i didn't enjoy is, that much i think overall i think it's good it has issues, but I think it's like worth checking out. But Mandalorian's a better series. Mandalorian's better. Mandalorian's one opinion. of the ones I haven't seen, and that's the thing. I have it's a lot better. of gaps in my knowledge too. But anyways, we love. <coughs> oh, boy. <coughs> we love Star Wars. Mark's we dying here. We're, yeah, in case you can't tell by the fact that we're running a little long here with this topic, we love Star Wars. Malcolm, thank you very much. <laughs> Moving on from that, let's go to Maddie. Hello, it's me. Uh, I hate to steer it into a somewhat more serious thing because we had so much fun here. Just today. don't do it then. Um, but we're going to be talking about sci-fi. Drop the fly, fellas. I'd like to talk to you today about AI. Now, I think there's two different ways this topic can go. There's the like, you know, Skynet, Terminator, like Hal from 2001: A Space Odyssey, all that shit. But I want to talk about AI as it stands today, as it exists. In our real world. Because I'm going to be honest, it scares the shit out of me. The first thing I thought when you said AI was just Joe Biden and Trump. <laughs> Trump. Playing it. Minecraft together? Playing Minecraft. See, and that's the thing. Has AI produced some good funny memes? Of course, absolutely. But here's the thing. Let me start with this. Philip DeFranco, every once in a while, when he's talking about like an AI-related story on his news, says the same thing over and over. AI today, right now is the worst it's ever going to be. It is never going to be worse than it is today. You're talking technically. Tomorrow, it is going to be better than it was today. Mm. The day after that, it will be a little better than it was the day before kind of thing. So it's this idea that it's... AI in a lot of ways has left the station, mm -hmm. and now it's just a question of, how far is it going to go? How far is it going to go and what are we going to do to react to it? And that's what I kind of wanted to get into with you guys. Because, again, there are funny applications of it. But, for example, with the AI image generating things, like six months ago when that first stuff first started coming out, you'd type in, you know, Obama. Uh, I said Obama. 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 <laughs> I said Obama like the meme. What an idiot. When you could type in like you know Obama at the beach, and it would like do him at the beach, but like his you know, face would be really messed up, and like it it would kind of look like him, but not really. I saw one that was like um, SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants on trial for war crimes. Yes. <laughs> and it was him in a court, and he was wearing like Nazi memorabilia, and he was like getting like tried for war crimes. Jesus. But what I'm saying is now the thing is like a few weeks ago when like the, right before they indicted Trump and he had that thing where he's like, I'm going to be arrested. There were images going around that were oh Trump being God. arrested by the cops that real. for a split second, for half a second, I was like, what the fuck? And then it clicked. I was like, oh, this is like clearly some bullshit. And so it's just the thing of like even in that short a time, the image generation has gotten so astronomically better. The writing stuff, the fact that like you don't have to write an essay ever again if you don't want to, and they're having all these problems now in like schools chat, at every level uh, chat GPT with ChatGPT. I, I have just one anecdotal story. Please, um, I had to write a paper critique assignment recently about um, a, a study. Like a, it was a biological study, and I had finished it, and I just. Just to see, like, if I was missing any clear points, I just asked ChatGPT, 
hey, like critique this paper. And it didn't give a output that would have gotten me even half a decent mark. <laughs> just for the just for the record. What I've been told, um yeah. I have a coworker who used it and he claims to have used like um like at least half of his paper was like com- completely generated. Yeah, right. I could see it where it's like because it, it it still isn't at a place where it could do the full thing mm. and give you exactly what you need. Like I th- yeah. I can see where like you can do su- sections of it. He said I've he also did. asked it to like when I was unsure about what statistical test to use for like stuff in the lab that mm. I was working on. I've done it where I would be like like I'd give it the uh, predicates and be like okay if you have this kind of data whatever what kind of test should you run and it would like give me like a pretty decent answer so it's mm. it's definitely really amazing. Yeah, because what, I was, gonna say, what yeah. I was gonna say is that my coworker said that based on that he got like an eighty-five on it or something. Okay. Like, based on that it being like fifty percent him, fifty percent the, yeah. the, the yeah. service. The, yeah, chat GPT. But what is scary is that like I've seen. I don't know. I think I was showing you guys. I think I've shown at least one of you. It's this video of this guy talking. He's like, "Oh, like our AI is gonna sep- uh, kind of gonna replace like content creators or something like that." And then as he's saying that. His voice starts like fading out, and it goes. It already has. I'm not real, and it, it like, and his face starts to melt off, and then it's like a, a woman under it, and she was like, she created this like AI, like fake person. Um, she created a voice, used like deep fakes to like have like this really realistic looking person, and it's just like it's, it's terrifying because now, a lot of people can like use this technology to make, a mo- an ex- a, a perfect model of like let's say Joe Biden or something, and then make him say something like crazy and like start start world war three like be like him like saying something like uh, you know we're gonna do this to another country or whatever and it looks so real that's the thing what's to stop some crazy like asshole from sending you know directly what to china looks, what looks like convincing proof that nukes are flying at russia to like an insane person like putin and have him be like or like an audio clip of him being like you know release the missiles Honestly, yeah I'm sure someone could come up with some ai thing where joe biden is standing up giving like a presentation or something i don't even know where he does it where they do that but they can make it realistic enough. the white house to, probably <laughs> probably the white house they can make it realistic enough that it would look exactly like him and there's reporters and stuff of him saying we're sending missiles over to china at this second yeah that's where like the whole deep fake thing comes in which is a whole other problem where it's just like i find the ai thing scary for two reasons a because i find it deeply terrifying in the sense of it's going to get to a point where, like, you're not really going to be able to know what's real when it comes to shit unless you're physically seeing it and holding it, like, right in front of you. Like, it's going to get to that point. And even to Patrick's thing about, like, you using the chat GPT mm-hmm. and it, like, not really working, that's the thing. What I'm saying, and to Phil DeFranco's point, where it's like, yeah, it's at a point now where if you say, write me a paper, it's going to spit something out at you that's, like, good but requires, like, editing and some oversight tell me right now it's not going to be that way forever it's going to be to the point of like all right give me this paper and it spits out a paper at you that is like indistinguishable what i was told from what a person would write have you guys heard of turn it in before yes yeah it'll give you like the percentage of how um i guess like um plagiarized your paper is it'll be like your your paper is like 40 percent similar to this other thing um and what i was told by the same person that used it for their paper is that like apparently Turnitin is trying to like create an AI detection system or something. So like, I don't know how that's going to work. Cause I wonder if it's going to be a thing where the AI gets way too good, where it's like not detectable at all. Right. Or but if there's going to be some sort of technological way to like get to the origin of how it was created or something. I, don't I know. think it would be technological. Like it's, 
like Instagram has this. You just showed us a clip where it was like, see why <laughs> this is fake or whatever. It like said um, the, it was a deep fake of uh, of Elon Musk, <laughs> and he said yeah. that like Tesla cars are now gonna like have you can biometrically scan your balls and yeah. <laughs> unlock the car. Yeah, and they call Secular it like, testicular detection. I Particular have, testicular detection. Exactly. It's, it's a deep fake. And then at the bottom of the of the post, it said. See why fact checkers say this post, this video is altered. Yeah. I by no means understand AI on a technical level at all, but I would think that there's some way to like, like it leaves some sort of like digital fingerprint. I would sure. presume. You would I, I well, could be completely wrong. Like Mark's saying with turn it, it in. Yeah. Some of those programs already exist because I saw some video on the news a while ago that was basically a teacher like lighting up one of his classrooms and being like, hey, we used an AI detecting thing, and it found that like sixty percent of you in this class used ChatGPT to write your essays and stuff. So it was just this teacher like laying into these students. So it's like I'm glad I'm not going to be an English teacher. <laughs> it's just this thing where it's like there's gonna. I'm sure there will be like people working on programs to like be able to detect that kind of stuff. But then it just becomes this arms race of like the AI companies trying to outdo the detection companies, and the detection companies trying to outdo the AI companies. But the thing is, just what. Are the, are the AI companies like? Would you would we assume that their goal is to try to be, like, undetectable? Like, why would they want that? I don't know if that's necessarily the goal, but I think the idea is to come like up a... with the best thing possible, and that's what that's what freaks me out in the sense of like not being able to figure out what's what anymore, because it's like, as deepfake stuff and like audio replicating with AI and all that stuff becomes like right now it's funny, haha, because it's like oh Joe Biden and. Trump and Joe Rogan and Obama are playing fucking Minecraft like mm. ha 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 but like it's going to get to a point of like especially people who like not that we're like understand the science and behind it but it's kind of like how we're our generation is more like tech savvy and more like knowledgeable let's say of like internet culture than like our parents for example like it's going to get to the point where your parents are going to come to you one day and be like oh my god I can't believe like Biden said the most abhorrent thing known to man. And you're going to look at the clip and we might know, for example, because we might have a better like eye for that kind of stuff. Mm. But it's going to get to the point where it's like, well, can you blame anybody for looking at this convincingly real looking and sounding clip of Biden saying the most abhorrent thing ever? Like, could you blame anybody for, you know, not like not detecting that and like believing that to be mm fact kind of thing and that's always the thing where it's like i don't know like we talked about aliens forever ago on the mm -hmm. show but it's like the thing with aliens like you know especially at the time when like you know ufo fever was like a thing it was always this thing of like we'll just get proof just get pictures just get videos just get something because that was considered good enough but like now it's at a point with like this kind of ai shit where it's like if somebody came to you and was like look at so and so saying the most like awful thing ever like that's not gonna be enough one way or the other to believe it or not kind of thing. Unless it's, the detection software is good. Sure, unless there's something that can detect it. But like it's going to get to a point where it's like, well, unless I saw Joe Biden standing right in front of me and heard him saying that, I can't You're buy. saying there's inevitably a point where the detection software will never be able to pick up if it's AI? Well, well, I don't know if I'm necessarily saying that, but I'm saying it's going to get to a like it's, scary it's be, point where be it becomes a problem and it becomes indiscernible. And I was just looking here on my computer quickly. I don't know if you fellows are familiar with the Turing test. The Turing test? Is no. it like to determine if something's a computer or not? Pretty much. Conscience, the idea behind it is more trying to figure out, like, the idea is if you sat, like, a person in a room. Wait a minute. What? Did I not? Have you guys not seen, I, I've seen X, have you guys seen X Machina? 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of the movie is a Turing test. Of yeah. like, if he's talking, he he brings like one of the workers from the company, this tech company, like the, the boss of the company, yeah. to like talk with this robot and determine if he. I think it's determine if like they're con- they're fully conscious yeah. or whatever, or they're they're fully like. Um, I think like this specific test is. Um, they're having a chat, like a text yeah. chat with a computer, and if yeah. they can't discern whether it's yes. a computer or a thing, then yeah, yeah. it passes. Like it's AI. Kind yeah. Of. Well, it passes, and then the argument is that if it can, if it can basically fool a person into yeah. thinking that they're talking to a person, yeah. then the idea is that it has some like that. You could make the argument that it's That's passed conscious. the test, and then in a philosophical way that it's got some sort of consciousness. Yeah. But it reminds me of that, like of the Turing test thing, not so much in that sense where it's like. To me, it's like it's going to get to a point where you tell me – you show me a paper or something and I read it and I can't tell that a robot or like mm. that an AI wrote it. And it's not that I'm going to think again in a kind of sci-fi way that it's like, oh, well, the AI has a consciousness and a sentience and it's alive. It's not going to be that. It's just going to be a thing of like an AI wrote it and how is anyone ever supposed to know Yeah, well, the, that they me, did it or not? To me, like with the naked eye, you wouldn't know but like – what I was talking about earlier with the detection systems, I feel like if there's some way to like figure, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just talking out of my, my ass, but like if there's somewhere you can figure it out in terms of like re like tracing your like technologically retracing your steps or not retracing your steps, but like working from the finished product and until you break it down into like its original creation, like code or whatever it is. I don't know if there's some, maybe there's some sort of way to detect it technologically as opposed to just like looking at it and being like, Oh, we can't tell. Right. And also, I feel like you never know because, like, humans are oftentimes doing terrible shit. But, like, I feel like there would be some sort of responsibility on these companies to, like, make sure that they're still detectable. To make them as good as possible, but yet make them detectable for safety. You would think that also the wind chimes is Mark's door again because I don't yes. know what Patrick's doing over there. If that's getting picked up, I don't know if it, it is, is or probably not. Is it probably is. Here's the thing. And this is the second aspect of AI stuff as it stands now that horrifies me and it's one of these things that I think about and I guess this is why I'm even bringing this up is that for a long time you've had very smart people like your Bill Gates or Elon Musk or your you know Mark give me the Zuck Zuckerbergs Mm -hmm. like all these kind of like very smart people for a long time basically warning about AI and being like hey guys now I think they were warning about it more in the like if it were sentient kind of thing of like hey guys we really ought to maybe slow this down a little and think about mm. the kind of ramifications of this. And that's the other side of AI that scares the shit out of me is how it affects like society. And again, Skynet from Terminator mm-hmm. obviously and clearly affects society because it's alive and wants to kill everybody. But yep. that's not what I'm worried about. What I'm talking about is the thing now of AI making stuff and doing things according to its own like it just that people can't like figure out or discern and i guess the thing is like for a long time this kind of gets into the idea of like automation mm-hmm. and robots sort of in a way where it's like for a long time there was this attitude shared by idiots like myself that was well you know automated cars are going to be a thing so like we're not going to need truck drivers anymore because mm-hmm. you know 18 wheelers are just going to be driven by computers and then it brings up this conversation of like, well, what do you do with the like thousands and thousands and thousands of truck drivers? Like, what are they going to do for work? And it brings up that or, or whole people, thing. Or people who do like 
like physical labor like if you're doing like a, if you're working in a factory putting shit together i could easily sure by a robot. stuff like that is for sure going to become like automated one day but there was this always this idea shared by again dumb people like me that like well stuff like you know science and specifically stuff like the arts is safe mm. like what you're gonna tell me a robot's gonna sit at a computer and pump out like a screenplay for a movie or paint ah, ha, ha, ha. Mm. like that'll never happen and then it fucking happened yeah. there was a guy who entered like ai generated art a to photo, a painting right? contest yeah and won i think it was i think i saw an instagram post about it and it was supposed to be like they were the person was uploading it or was like entering it into the competition to prove that humans are still gonna out like out do or like like there's certain jobs that humans can still like excel at and that is they're like too unique to be recreated by robots yeah and like he was trying to make that point and then it won and anyway. then the ai thing that he generated <laughs> yeah. won yeah, and it yeah. beat out all these other people and their actual like paintings so it's just a thing where it's like for a long time it seemed like the arts was the one thing that couldn't be touched and it is very quickly mm. become very apparent that that's a crock of shit mm. and that the arts can very clearly and very easily be touched. If Mark's door goes off one more time, what I'm the, is he myself. running back and forth? I don't know what like could possibly be doing. He's pacing. Yeah, he's pacing. But here's the thing: like, it's kind of like what Patrick was saying earlier about the essay, where it's like it's going to be at a point if it isn't already, where a movie studio is going to be able to say, "Give me a script for the next Marvel movie." And it's going to come out and it's going to be fine, but it's going to need human oversight. Somebody's going to have to sit there and edit it and work on it and blah, blah, blah. And that person's going to get paid to still be, you know, the screenplay editor or whatever. It's going to get to a point where a movie studio can go and say, give me the next Avengers movie. And the AI is going to pump out a perfect script for the next Avengers movie. And something that would have taken some screenwriters six months to do is going to take a computer five minutes cheaper and it's going to be infinitely cheaper and it just becomes this thing of like this is what worries me in the societal sense of what do you do when you've got all these things that like physical labor and manual thing like blue collar work what happens when that and the white collar work when all of that disappears yeah because even with the white collar stuff it's like you think an AI is not going to be able to do accounting jobs for people mm. or like that kind of stuff with like with numbers, obviously. Mm. Like, of course, an AI would be able to do shit like that. Mark, uh, Mark Malcolm has also gotten up and left it's from just the Maddie table. And I know. It sounds just the two of us. Oh, Patrick's back. What's up, Patrick? I know what you're, to me. You know what? We'll get into your shit after. To Patrick. me, what it would have to be is like an insane number of like sanctions and like rules and regulations. But the problem is like a lot of these companies are private. So it'd have to be like government intervention being like, you guys can't make it undetectable, like make it as good as you can make it. But we still have to be able to like detect if it's real or not. But even see, but the undetectable thing, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's the undetectable, like not knowing what's real side of it. That freaks me out. And then the side of what I was just talking about, Patrick, is I know you were apparently pacing in front of Mark's door back and forth. I was going to say how much noise. Which is why the wind chime thing kept going on. The other part that freaks me out is the like, it re- like AI replacing humans specifically in the arts and like what that does because to me it's not gonna like the problem isn't like well I can't tell if this movie script was written by an AI or a human the problem is jobs we want the AI script because it's five minutes and infinitely cheaper than paying some screenwriter six months to do it and we don't have to pay the AI and it just becomes this thing of like what do you do with a population that has like the blue collar work, like the physical manual labor stuff that will easily get 
automated and already become obsolete yeah. and is already happening. What do you happen when all that's gone? And the people, again, like me, who thought they were safe, when they're all fucking out of a job too because we don't need a screenwriter and we don't need, you know, we don't need a graphic designer. I'm just going to type into the AI, design me a logo for my coffee shop and yeah. it's going to spit out a totally usable, perfectly fine, well done logo back at me. Dude, AIs, like, AIs can do almost, at some point they're going to be able to do almost anything because I've seen clips of like a robot that is like doing eye surgery on someone and it's just like the person's just laying there and the robot's just like cutting away, doing yeah. everything like precision like crazy. Exactly. So it's like, and even like, I want to I want to be a teacher. That's easily going to be done by AI too, because like you can already have AI like spit you out a whole explanation of how something works, and you can have like a, a, a voice added to it. And there's like there's very little that AI is not going to be able to do. Maybe uh, sports is safe. Sports are safe because then it's like it's a very human specific thing to human limbs and like you know, yeah. unless you there's unless actually you have... a Nike ad out there about like robots playing against like the best oh, soccer God. players like Ronaldo and Messi and Rooney oh oh the, oh, the ad stuff. oh yeah. that's like the cartoony ad yeah right? yeah and it's. It's just a thing to me where it's like I – the utopian answer to this kind of thing that's scaring the shit out of me is like, well, in a utopian world, if robots are going to do everything for us, we specifically just... the like manual labor, well, we don't have to work anymore. Like humans don't have to do jobs anymore. We now have our entire lives to just – live lives of leisure and again the very utopian optimistic answer would be we can explore you know science and we could do a personal interest of mine explore space and we can pursue the arts and like sports and all these like more so, leisurely things so like that would be the utopian so would money just be canceled like there's no such thing as money anymore this is where the real answer comes in what the fuck are you gonna do when you've got all these people unemployed because everything yeah. has been taken whether it's automated physical work or like ai done artistic work or accounting work like whatever the hell it is yeah what do you do with all these people i know some people toss out the thing of like well maybe you have to like introduce like a universal basic purge. income purge <laughs> you have to introduce like a universal basic income to like give people money. but it's like you're gonna give like what 30 40 percent of the population enough well, money to like live on I not guess, to support them with an income yeah, yeah, but yeah. enough to live comfortably well, on like I, that doesn't make any sense i guess the idea behind that would be like if we let the technology kind of take the reins and do whatever it can do, like the technology would be so advanced and so rapid in terms of how quickly it's discovering stuff. And like we would reap the benefits from how quickly it's able to do stuff. And like, you know, we would reap those benefits right away as opposed to like us taking 50 years to discover this, whatever it is, like a, a cure to a disease or this new technology, like AI would do it very quickly, for example. Right. And that's the upside to AIs. Like when they get applied to like medical stuff and there's already been like people and reports that will talk about these things like, holy crap, this AI like mm. has just given us like this, you know, what would have taken us like years to figure out. We've like figured out way quicker and like made actual progress because of it. So if there's things like that where it's like as an assisting tool, mm. great, cool. But the problem is it's not going to become an assisting tool, especially once you get into like the economics and the money reality of a situation because again it's like in an artistic way why would you pay you know why would you pay like a dozen level designers mm. at like your big fancy video game studio to design you levels for your game when you could type into your ai well for the next cod we need this city level and then we need the jungle level and then we need the snow level and the desert level and the ai just spits all these things back at, at you so the levels have been designed by the ai the designs have been spitted out by the AI, the graphics, the textures, it did all that for you. Mm. Like, so it's just one of those things where it's like, 
and from like an economic perspe- perspective, I don't blame some company from being like, well, we're going to do this because it's way cheaper. But from like a human perspective, it's like I would hope that they wouldn't, but it's mm-hmm. like probably will call a fucking spade a spade here. Like it's going to happen. And that's the side of it that like worries me the most. And it's why, like I was saying earlier, where it's like if we as a species and this is so much easier to say than do had any sense of self-preservation yeah we would be a lot more careful with things that's what i'm saying but I, the problem is we should like the problem is ai right now again it's left the station like mm-hmm. there's no it is at a point now where it's like how do we react to it it's not a thing of like well we're slowly gonna drip feed it and introduce yeah. it into some things it is at the point right now where it's like it is out in the wild it is there's the train is left and there is no break on the train. It's getting, so it's, it's like getting stronger. It's getting stronger. So it's like, what are we going to do kind of thing? And it's just, that's what freaks me out. The, one of the things I love that you guys know, I love him. Mr. John Stewart, big fan. John, if you're ever listening to this, I love you so much. I saw you outside of a pizza place in New York one time and you know, it was you until it was too late to say anything. Um, <laughs> he had a great line a while ago that I loved where he was talking like kind of more about the COVID stuff, but he was basically saying where he's like, the world doesn't end with some giant war or an alien invasion or like, you know, an asteroid hitting Earth. He's like, the world ends with some guy in a lab somewhere going, hey, it worked. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the kind of like thought process I apply to the AI stuff where it's like, oh, cool. We did it. We made AI. Not the like thinking, feeling Blade Runner type shit, but the like this very specific form of AI. It's like, oh, cool. We did it. We didn't do a good job handling it is the problem because now it's out and about. So it's just like... To me, the only way to avoid that reality, that scary reality of things going to like doomsday mode is like as AI becomes more and more advanced, then people... Like we start to hopefully as a a species recognize the danger in certain things progressing and then putting like strict laws and sanctions and stuff like... I don't know if that's going to stop it, but that's definitely what we're going to have to do if we want it to be something that's controlled and not just like growing like an animal wildly in the in the forest and just like starting to ravage everything. And again, it's a thing that you would hope that we would like adapt to. And again, the very utopian thing, because you brought up the like, well, what do we do about money? And that's the yeah. thing. If you have all these people working, how do you still like, again, the very utopian thing is like, well, let's, we're not going to do money anymore. Money's gone, you know food for everybody and like you know everybody gets a house to live and you know the ai does all the work and we can pursue the things in life that we want to pursue whether you want to be a couch potato and just sit at home all day or you want to pursue you know the arts and the sciences and like all this stuff that like you know we don't get to focus on as much because we have to worry about like normal jobs and all this stuff like that would be the utopian thing of like don't worry about money money's not a thing anymore like everybody gets fed everybody gets a home blah 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 but it's like that's not going to fucking happen. Are you kidding me? Like what's going to happen is it's going to turn into a thing of like, oh, cool. AI can do this now. Oh, cool. This is more automated. Huh. Country's unemployment got a little higher this year. Oh, look at that. It got a little higher the next year too. And it's like, what do you start to do with all these people? Like we just, we wait for society to eventually turn into like, like everyone's like earning like uh, electronic credits and then it just becomes like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and we bring it right back. That's right. Right back. So anyways, well, I don't, we don't have to belabor that too much. But long story short, AI, it, it's scaring the shit out of me. And it's one of those things that like I've told you guys every once in a while I get in my head about like existential stuff. It's become more and more one of those things that just 
terrifies the shit out of me. Uh, I feel like likely it won't be within our time where it causes the destruction of humanity. So God bless. Let's hope. Yeah, God bless to I our mean, future generations. There's uh there's we what don't, this. But... Uh, what's the curve called? Exponential. No, <laughs> there's like a, it's like Flynn's. I think I know what you're talking or about. Something that. All right, that's enough. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go. What is it? That technology is exponentially getting better. Yeah. yeah. So it's getting better quicker and quicker and quicker. So it's yeah. an exponential curve. Was what I said. Yeah, but it was, there was a specific name oh, to this curve. The person who named it. Yeah. That's okay. I don't, know. God I don't think it's Flynn. So you're saying you're saying that it's it's possible to happen in, in the time. Probably not though, right? All right. Good night, everybody. We hope. Um, well, anyways, thank you, everybody. This has been the another, I think, longer episode. My goodness. We're probably, yeah, we're, probably so. we're probably reaching two hours here. We're probably getting so, close yeah. of uh, wildly adequate. Thank you for tuning in. Were I've we? been Matt. Were we adequate today? I think this was actually a pretty good one. Okay. This might just be wildly okay. Change, change <laughs> Honestly, the name of the show. Personally, I don't like when we say like a show about nothing because it's always about something. Yeah, I'd like to personally apologize for my leaving. Mm. That's all good. Um, Malcolm, what genuine, do you have, do you have to genuine say? apology. What else to say? Patrick's apologizing for leaving. Oh. Are you upset? What do you What do you have to say about when you left? <laughs> oh. I you apologize s- when I left. Perfect. <laughs> that doesn't sound genuine. Mine was no. genuine. I've been Matt. I've been Pat. I hate this. I've been Mark. I've been Malcolm. I mean, we don't have to. I just felt like, you know, we'll save reasons. Anyways, thank I you. That, I thought they were all going to try to make it rhyme. Oh, so. no, no. Yeah, you tried to do the last time. See ya. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. We love you.